Hey everybody, this is Perch. I'm here with Yule. How are you, Yule? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any any time. I always love talking with you, and uh, it's always a good. We have some some comic shop discussion, and that's always fun. And we were just saying. So you, I asked you what how your week was. How how was your week? Oh, it was pretty good. We had some uh, pretty brisk sales. I had customers that hadn't been in since we moved since the pandemic. Uh, it feels like there's a lot more people willing to come out of the house, and you can definitely see it on the freeway for sure. Yeah, I'm noticing the traffic uh, start. <laughs> that's, uh, that's great. Um, I, I wanted to thank everybody who came here today. It's a it's the Friday before three day weekend, so hopefully you all have some pretty good plans and good things are going to happen. Um, we're we're going to have a good comic shop discussion today. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Bruce Sales, what what was moving out of your shop? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, DC does pretty well for us. And I had a lot of, well, it wasn't that necessarily anything this week was moving. Although, you know, I, I am, I'm pretty tight when I'm doing my ordering. So by the time we've gotten to a sender, whatever issue it's on now, I pretty mm -hmm. much know I'm not ordering many for the shelf, if at all. Yeah. So there's a lot of longer running titles like that. Like if I'm going to get somebody into the series, it's all trades now. Uh, very rare is the person that will buy uh, the third trade and then start going on to the issues. But every once in a while, there's a title that's like that, and those are special. <laughs> is, um, yeah. Are any of the big events? So we have a couple. What, what is going on right now? We got uh, Heroes Reborn. Is that yeah. how's that doing for you? Uh, Heroes Reborn. So I saw the first issue, and by the second and third, which I had to have like the same numbers because I couldn't adjust them yet. I was starting to get a little worried, but again, I was trusting my numbers because I ordered it according to what Avengers fans, you know, get polls and how many of those I can sell off the shelf. So I knew I might eat a few of these. And definitely when it comes to the side stories, there's a, a major potential for that. Yeah. Um, but as far as the main series is concerned, I think I'm not, I actually think I might have, cut a little too hard come the later issues oh okay <laughs> so uh <laughs> the adjustment might have been you know you, you don't have enough time to make an adjustment on something weekly is really what it comes down to yeah i, I well i mean uh, this whole event will be done yeah, do you like this weekly shipping business or no. is it, no? yeah. <laughs> uh there's not really much to, i can say to i mean i can back it up for all the reasons but i think ultimately if I was going to say this was a seven-month series, mm -hmm. would I feel like I've got my money's and time's worth? Like, forget money. Let's just, whatever. I bought it, okay? Yeah. But now I've invested all this time over seven months. I think I wouldn't have got a very good story. But if it's weekly, you can kind of sneak it through. So a lot of people, you know, I, I try not to, like, you know, crap all over the people working on it because the new issue that came out has James Stokoe artwork. It's a yeah. kind of fun story, but you know, it doesn't really mean anything uh, a few months from now, really, when it comes down to it. That's, I mean, it's painful. Did you, I believe this entire event you had to order before it hit the shelves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. gotta be, I mean, that was always rough for, where they were double shipping stuff, but you still had at least some tail to, to get some numbers on. But this is, do you think we're, I, I, I well, I've heard we're going to get a lot more of this, these compressed events. Well, Marvel has done it to some success, I guess, those Avengers books. And, 
I don't know, maybe like the hotness of some of the things like Immortal Hulk kind mm -hmm. of like kept it in the secondary market. So, so people were kind of still hot for some of those Avengers runs. But uh, again, I just feel like a weekly series. We saw it with X Men. Yeah. It just felt, and then, and then they pull this, this stunt where they'll have a giant sized after that. Yeah, we're going to get back on a monthly schedule, but I'm going to have all these other books in between. <laughs> you never take a break. Come on. Well, again, thank you very much after a busy week to join me. And we are live. It's not pre-recorded, So there are some questions here. We'll get to those. But I did yeah. want to uh, really promote out. So you'll. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's my old store. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll Damn tell everybody <laughs> Did uh, Yul Carter, who does have a YouTube channel over there, uh, you know, go so you have criminally low subs. We got to get people over there and and subbing to your channel. Yeah, everything's fantastic comics. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, and it's it's a it's a fun little Tuesday show. It's live. It's off the cuff. I usually have some things I forget to talk about later on, mm -hmm. and uh, like you know, I had Joe on. Uh, it was a, a spur of the moment ask to get him because I wanted to talk Red Room yeah. with him. And uh, I wanted to talk about like what my Red Room would maybe be. And I totally forgot. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so maybe someday. <laughs> yeah. Well, that okay. We should do that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, please go head over there and, and, and give him a subscribe. And, and he's got great stuff and it's good, good retailer stuff. So always, always amazing. Uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. How did, uh, so we've got a couple of questions here. How did the, uh, the anthology, the Asian celebration comic do? I sold out and you know, mostly I, so I have uh, certain people that will buy um, anything DC and certain people will buy anything uh, superhero. And then I had all the rest that came in were either a regular customer or somebody that actually didn't come into comic stores normally that was Asian <laughs> and I did well on it. They actually promoted this one better um, outside of kind of the, the usual comic shop customers. They had put it in. I mean, at least I, I don't know. Up here in the Pacific Northwest, it was in, I think, The Stranger actually put an ad there. And a couple places actually promoted it outside the normal comic channels, which I think helped. Mm -hmm. uh, Darth Bobcat asked, sold out five fifty five hundred. Well, definitely not 500 <laughs> It was, I think, a $10 book. Yeah. So... I don't think it was returnable, and if it was, like, I think that Infinite, Cri whatever they're calling it there, their new Infinite Frontier, Infinite they're going to have, like, a, a side issue, and they're making that returnable, and it's, like, $10, so I'm willing to order a few more of those. Oh, yeah. But I think, and I have a much smaller store now, or a smaller profile, you take a look at the... If you take a look at what you're seeing on your screen right now, <laughs> oh my gosh, just like it's like a sliver, a sliver of it. Oh. And um, but we have it downstairs where we have back issues, so you know it's fun. Uh, I ordered probably like 12, 15, something like that. Yeah, I'm not inflating my numbers, but uh, you know, like I said, I know who is going to buy what. And then I know I wanted to have a little extra because of you know it. It's a good book to have. Those they 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 stand. You know what are they evergreen? If you can keep them in stock, um, yeah. You know it, it can always be handed to somebody. You know it's not going to be anything too 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 wild or too violent. They it's just going to be a nice little story featuring the characters, and they all happen to be Asian. And yeah. uh, funny enough, a lot of people that come in the comic store happen to be Asian. 
Uh, and sometimes they're not even normally coming in the comic store, like in the case of this book. Yeah, well, that, I'm glad it sold out. That's that's good, especially for a higher ticket volume book. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Um, I don't have a review of Yule's uh, shop, but I'll go down there and, and hang out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're on a plane to do it. I will absolutely do that. Cool. I mean, um, it'll be it'll be fun to hang out. I mean, for yeah, sure. <laughs> how's uh, How's High Republic doing? Uh, again, uh, same situation. It's an offshoot of a Star Wars. So, uh, a gentleman that I order Scholastic and um, like he's a kind of a rep for Scholastic and NBM and all this other stuff. A guy named Tony yeah. Shenton. Uh, he kind of like imparted his wisdom that like if you have Amazing Spider-Man and that's your core Spider-Man title and you're selling a hundred of it, let's say, and then you start a new Spider-Man title, you probably are going to settle into about half of what you're selling of that. And when you get to your Darth Vader, Dr. Afra, and then it's a High Republic, I'm really ordering for those people that get Star Wars adventures also. Gotcha. <laughs> Maybe a few more, but yeah. you know, um, selling out though, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Um, well, but before we get some other credit, people just, now we're just peppering you with questions. Sorry about that. I'm, Whatever. I know. I love it. I, are, are, you AMA. Drink, are you drinking anything tonight? I'm having, a, I am. Uh, there's a little brewery in San Leandro mm -hmm. and it's, it's uh, called Drake's. Okay. And I have a denogonizer right here. And okay. then I have a, uh, a Jameson's, and I can refill anytime. Excellent, excellent. And some water. Yeah, I've got some uh, Kona beer here, which I really like, but it's it's very light. So, mm. but it's got it goes down really smooth. It's 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 a beer kind of night. So it's a good yeah. yeah. Um. All right. What do we got here? We got some other. We got some other stuff. Everybody's wanting to know. Good to see you. People accusing us of this being a taped stream. Okay. Mm. How about the uh, Star Girl special? How how did that do? Did not sell out of it yet. It only just came out on Tuesday. Yep. I expect it will, but again, it's like a seven, eight, nine dollar book. So I couldn't just you know buy a lot. Buy a lot. Uh, Todd Knock, very solid artist, but he's not he's not bringing anybody to the yard usually. That's so that, it's yeah. it's all Star Girl. So you know, I heard her uh, television show was pretty good. And um, Jeff Johns loves that character, and people love Jeff Johns, so I hear. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I expect, again, a, a book that I can set up on my spinner rack um, just above the dollar comic books. Yep. And I can pull it out to somebody, boy or girl, mm -hmm. um, a young adult, maybe probably even younger, knowing, uh, knowing that stuff. And, oh, but the thing about the Stargirl special is it does have the introduction to the Justice Society. So you, yeah. uh, you fifty plus year old out there, <laughs> you're just handing Bumble's jokes at this point. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> it, um, no, I, I, I have a feeling that book's gonna when the news gets out there. Not a lot of people reported on that. That it kind uh -huh. of worked out the the Justice Society. So. Yeah, and it's uh, Jeff Johns and uh, Brian Hitch doing the art. Yeah. So. We hope. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's the best foot forward, hopefully. Or at least one issue. How? All right. We'll keep, we'll, <laughs> how about Yara Fleur? We'll keep answering these questions as we go, but we'll, we'll move some other stuff. How, how, how'd Wonder Girl number one do? All right. So Wonder Girl definitely sold out. I ordered enough for some of the incentive covers. Yep. Uh, I... 
read this at home because I have the shipment sent to my home and then I take it to the store over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I read Wonder Girl and I immediately, I never do this. I tweeted about how much I enjoyed it and 20 people liked it. <laughs> that never happens. But it is such a perfectly well-crafted story. I love the uh, the introduction of the character, the uh, character in in concept, in action, and then the hook for the next issue, along with all the threat that's uh, that's unveiling itself as the issue plays out. And I think it's really perfect. And I sold it on my name, on my recommendation, and I haven't had anybody say anything bad about that yet. And uh, some of the people that I really targeted really enjoyed it and were are now on board 100%. So... Uh, and, I've, and, I, and I was able to reorder it before I'm assuming it's going to sell out uh, first print style. So I'm going to got more coming in. <laughs> it's, uh, it's off to a good start. It was a solid issue, I, I thought. It, uh, but it, it didn't, it, it should have been double sized, don't you think? Or mm. something like oh, it would have been one or. Uh, yeah, I know. I agree. Um, it, it, I didn't feel like I was cheated out of any money. Yeah. And that. Uh, I wanted more and I think that doesn't usually happen in comic books too much <laughs> these days. So um, I'm going to just fair. call it a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, take, take the little wins, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So what do we got here? We got, we're looking at June. Mm. I'm curious to get your take on this. So we get to other questions. We'll look, we'll go through the comics coming out next week and everything else. But um, June, Looks like about 454 comics. Here's how it kind of breaks out. People are curious um, what Marvel's doing, what DC's doing. You just saw the solicitations for for DC, right? Yeah. Were you so DC is uh, is rapidly getting very close to Marvel in terms of volume? Yeah, they are. Uh, Marvel's. Uh, uh, it seems like they've shrunk a bit, and DC has um, increasing. At least, you know, as we've seen. Uh, mini series like crazy uh, yeah. from both companies. A lot um, of short term yeah. stuff. Um, it's it's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, here we're looking at June, and you see Marvel at sixty two comics are putting out, DC at forty four. But I think, and I need to put up the numbers. I think we were Marvel only had one more comic in August than DC. Wow, which wow. means they almost equaled, and and that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, Marvel. I wonder. Well, they've uh, they've con- tracted right uh some of their titles or they've delayed them and i think without knowing anything because i don't really do that whole conjecture thing when it comes to like the parent companies it seems like they're trying to have some big stuff so we're you know when they uh when they go penguin random house oh yeah, yeah so that's, that's clear yeah this could be i mean with everything that we haven't seen Marvel put out, this probably could easily be ninety titles. <laughs> I, I, we should we'll, we'll call it here. I believe that in October, uh, that first month, Marvel will be over ninety books. Wow! I, I just there's mm. and they're lining up. There were all these hint announcements from Donny Cates and uh, Ram mm. B and today around Marvel titles that they're going to be announcing. Um, and it is it, all this stuff would be geared toward October. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, I, I, Inferno should be out in October as well from Hickman. And it's mm-hmm. just so, so much. Um, but anyway, crazy amount. So I thought th- this picture is kind of nuts. 
uh, to kind of contemplate here. Um, we, we still have, yeah, in August, uh, we're going to have over 500 books. Absolutely, <laughs> we are. Yes. Uh, I, I like the stores that are able to have, uh, you know, Zenoscope and Vault and, uh, sure. and some of the other ones, but I'm a lot more picky. Like the Dynamite titles for yeah. the shelf, um, maybe like three of those are going to make it to the shelf. Yep. Uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty much done with a scout and maybe vault, you know, like I try, I try, but, um, this new vault book that has the guy that does Dr. Doom and Iron Man, I think, um, I've only sold like a copy of that, but maybe it will pick up steam. It's, it's, it's hard to get a foothold in this. And that's one of those things you noticed with, uh, kind of fan comments as well is that they, you know, we're very still fixated on Marvel DC. And so even the people who are upset with Marvel and DC, they don't like that content. They won't go to the indies and they still mm -hmm. do the, the comics of those two, maybe image in there as well. And it's like, if you're, I don't know, if you're Black Mask, what are you doing to just get, well, what are you doing? Is it just what question about? They should put all their money into just one book and put it out, like pay Jamal Eichel to do the whole book, you know? Yeah. And just make it as badass as you possibly can. Get a guy like, get like a veteran that knows how to write a story and really craft a story. Like, you know, you have an idea, get your buddy to be like the story idea and make this guy like, like, I, I don't know. Like when I think about people that are really good writers that have done a lot of corporate stuff, you know, a guy like Joe Casey comes to mind. Oh, yeah. And he would, I mean, he's got his own stuff and he can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. So it's probably not even a get anymore. But well, if I was going to just spend money on one person, you know, that would be a person, you know. Speaking of Joe Casey, I think he's, uh, we're, we're lining up to do an interview in the next two weeks. So, all right. Well, you remind him that yeah. he still owes me something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, how about uh, how about this? You know, you murdered this guy. Wants to know what's your secret to being so likable? Uh, I think so. I can. I can. I, you know, and that's like really. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> uh, so I have an ability to run really hot and sure. come down really quick, and. After that happens, at least in my mind, it's all okay. Yeah. And if the other person can get past that, um, usually we have a pretty good relationship. But um, a lot of times, some of my best friends are people who both they and myself hated each other up front. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, this person is a mega douche. And uh, they were thinking the same thing about me, but probably with, you know, worse words. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, laughing and, you know, speaking your mind and being honest, I think is, um, I try to do that. I mean, there's been some things that I've done as a comic store owner, um, like yeah. my partner, my business partner, when it came time to, you know, uh, I don't know, like finally sealing the deal. Yep. I had put so much like what I never thought I would even care because like I'm such a, a sit under the tree and let the world revolve around you, you know, type thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Around, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to be a hippie, you know, um, I don't want to own well, you're in Berkeley, so yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it helps. I mean, it's where I was always destined to be. Yeah. Um, 
nice. I'm like, but I'm like, but it's funny because like I'm I'm such a hothead also. So I'm like angry young man that's still fifty. Uh, <laughs> um, I relate to that, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just be you know be a be as honest as you can. But like I said, like my business partner, I just kind of was like, eh, sweat equity. I don't know if I agree with our deal that we were talking about. And it's, so that changed the, you know, changed our, our relationship. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, part of being a retailer is you kind of have to, you have to be somewhat mellow. I mean, at some point you just, you can't be that crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. Speaking of Savage Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> all right we'll get there but uh, you mentioned this yeah yes i think late summer um we're i'm close i'm i'm bringing on a business partner as well because i have a couple other things i'm going to wind up doing that kind of fell into my lap but um yes uh late summer everything i don't know you all did it seem like everything just dramatically just started opening up in the last two weeks Oh yeah. Uh, you know, what, what happens is when you see your first real traffic jam, yeah. <laughs> oh, when you're asking yourself, Oh, why are we stopped here? <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's weird. Um, I went into the grocery store a couple days ago and like half the people in the store were not wearing masks and it was mm. just, it was weird to see it after a year plus. Um, and it didn't, and this is a Seattle area. It's like magically everything is just, is just opening up. So it's, it's pretty crazy. I, I don't know, but, uh, but yes, I will put some information about the comic shop up for sure. Uh, give it to mumble so you can break some windows. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, we will, we will do some, some nice things. So anyway, um, yeah, Savage Dragon. So next week, this is a really light week this coming week. Is it, I think, I think because of Memorial day. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Calm before the storm probably. <laughs> I mean, so 69 comics next week. Yes. Uh, people in the chat <laughs> nine uh, and weirdly down 69 from the previous week so it's double 69 we have next week so yeah it's funny how the issues always come out the way they do um it, is. it seems like do they plan it that way i mean it always seems i mean with the way things get delayed they can't ever really plan for things to come out at the same time but a lot no. of times it it just happens that way it does. It's it's a it's kind of a weird week where um, DC has a few more comics coming out next week than Marvel, um, in kind of this weird universe. Um, but yeah, but the, the funny part is thirty almost a third of the titles are all number one. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> when you have when you have five and and a seven issue miniseries, they have to have number ones coming out. Now, um, Savage Dragon is the highest numbered comic by a by a like a hundred issues or more stretch. So, how does Savage Dragon do in your shop? <laughs> I, I only order it for myself. Oh, oh no, uh, no. Well, you know, there has been a, a few times when I've ordered it, but it was like you know the Kamala or oh god, I always have a hard time saying it, Kamala oh. uh, and uh, Joe covers, and then the reprints and. I think there was like an anniversary issue 250 where it had like live filled and, mm-hmm. and other people doing covers. So I definitely ordered on those, but um, people usually ramp up towards those issues and then they fall off pretty quick. Um, yeah. I find it like with spawn, it happens that way. That's the reason why back issues are as expensive as they are right now. 
people don't quite it spawn and and good news for people who've been wanting to spawn numbers analysis. I think Monday, Tuesday, it will be out. I've been promising it for like more than a month. Uh, 300 plus issues is not insignificant. And some of those issues came out in a weird time where for the first, I think 12 issues or so, the numbers, you have to scramble from different places to get it. So it's, it was a bit of a trick, but spawn has wild swings up and down. And I think it's kind of what you're saying. They'll do some event or anniversary issue or something, and then it will trail off. And that's, that seems to be pretty consistent with that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah it's, in the chat who love Spawn for sure, but I, it's, look, everybody loves Spawn. I've had yeah. so many customers over the course of my lifetime come in after a long break, say how much they love Spawn. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they're either here to like sell me their Spawn or they want to start recollecting it. You're going to, you know, it's those kind of people. Yeah. But when you're selling your Spawn to a store, <laughs> yeah, the 26th issue and on are the most important as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, that's what you made. I spawn is, and for people in chat, and I'll take a photo to prove it. I have all the issues of spawn, I've got a full whoa, so I like chains just fine. I, I've got the full set, um, but. <laughs> There are plenty, there's some expensive back issues in there, and it's because of these wild swings in sales. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, uh, I always, uh, like, you know, I can go through my back issues here at home, and I usually pick up if um, if I'm inclined, I'll get the, you know, the the bicentennial, or the centennial issues, is what I call them. Right. So 25, 50, 75, 100. And, mm -hmm. you know, I squirrel them away back when I was an employee, you know, actually purchased them. Yeah. But and then now here I am a store owner and I'm slapping a higher price tag on these spawns that I, I, I wish I would have made the effort to have all the other ones. But I always buy them from people when they come in. It's a very valuable book. I always say spawn sells. It might be not a lot, but it will sell. How about uh, this? The uh, Zeus versus bio. How Bofades? I don't know, man. Uh, is that a real book? Is that an aftershock book? It sounds like an aftershock book, or maybe Zenoscope. They kind of are similar sometimes. Uh, tell me more, you iron, and I'll be happy to. I can't remember that one, and I don't. You don't want me to like type and try and talk at the same time. Yeah, no, no, for sure. <laughs> in here. All right, what else we got? Okay, so so the actual comics out this week. Um, all right, yeah, this this coming week. Again, it's, it's All right. a quieter week. All right. So, you know, uh, a handful of things. Um, anything on this jump out at you that's going to move well in your store? All right. So, um, Serial is Terry Moore, who did yeah. uh, um, Strangers in Paradise. I definitely get that. Um, I, man, Aftershock, it's another company. It's just I've tried so many times, but... With the exception of maybe like that Dave Laffin book, uh, it didn't really sell a whole lot. Um, this is Paul Jenkins or Peter Milligan, I think. Peter Milligan. And Milligan, I think. Yeah. All right. So I ordered that. So I'm hoping that might do well. Um, Buffy, I order for polls only. Um, Beasts of Burden, small numbers. No, nothing here is a big. Oh, Worst Dudes. Is that the. Uh, Aubrey Sitterson book. I think I ordered that because there's a returnability. That's about it. Oh, what a boring list. 
<laughs> this is uh, not the, uh, the most exciting part of the whole uh yeah beast uh, of uh, burden is solid people like how am i gonna you know like straight all right so stray dogs is one of the best titles that's coming out this year and i can't get a lot of people to buy an animal book and beast of burden every time it comes out evan dorkin and uh his artist that he's working with not named jill um those are always good too but again you know animals and <laughs> mm -hmm. you know it's good though but you know it's not high numbers yeah no, sorry no, evan that's the problem no it's that's absolutely true um all right. All right. What do, we got? do a dork again. <laughs> if you get a bitch, do it in a comic book. It's like you used to do. How about this? Should they release trades of the Eternal? Well, I mean, obviously they should. But what? What? Do you have any buzz for Eternals in your shop right now? Oh, geez. Um, I'm selling Eternals pretty well in this store. Um, Just the ongoing, Kieran, right? Pardon me. The in ongoing. The ongoing yeah. Um, that's uh, Karen Gillen and uh, Isad Rabich. Uh, and those are good creators. And I have sold Wicked and the Divine. And although it's tough to get people to read a book like that and then a superhero book, I am getting a lot of crossover anyway. So um, Eternals is doing pretty good. As far as the movie, everybody says it sounds or it looks boring. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. If those people should have. Around and there's a there's a quippy joke at the end. <laughs> okay very good i've laughed like it's a disney movie I like yeah, it. <laughs> yeah there you go I, I, I mean the funny thing about disney movies and there's all this speculate like this one's gonna be the bomb it's like or, you know a bomb not the uh -huh, yeah nobody says the bomb anymore but anyway it's uh it's i mean sure it's also disney and they will dump crazy marketing money off this and people are bored and will go see a movie i mean that, that like ryan has said in the past with some of the reviews it's it's with Mar Marvel's a very safe entity for movies. You 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 kind of you know what you're going to get to some extent. So uh -huh. if you show up and you watch it, you're going to get pretty much what you paid for, and you're you, you're probably not going to get an amazing movie, but you're going to get something that'll entertain you, whatever. And so it becomes a very safe pick. And as long as they keep that going, I, I don't know they're going to make money, even no matter what happens. We'll never get we'll never get that first Iron Man. We'll never no. get that first Avengers and we'll never get that first Ant-Man back again. And that's right. It's like Ant-Man shouldn't have been good, but it was the Avengers was the culmination of, you know, these characters getting together. And then Iron Man was their first movie. And whether the, there's other movies that are better than that really doesn't matter. Those are the only those that's it. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've blew their wad <laughs> and now we're going to get the Eternals. And I, eh. <laughs> I'm sure it will do fine. Um, whatever metrics they're going to use to qualify it as a success, I'm sure they will. But, um, you know, who cares about the Eternals? <laughs> well, it I mean, was, you know, I, eh. I do think there's a major problem here in uh, just, I, I don't think this, they, they, people bring up the Guardians of the Galaxy point, like, ah, it's going to be a shock hit like that. I don't see that happening with this one, but... I think it will make money. I mean, it's just, I mean, the, like the, the MCU is just this kind of treadmill of cash where it's, you're like you said, you're not going to get those big moments, but at the same time, they're just going to keep crapping them out. I, I don't, I don't mean that as negative as it probably sounds. No, it's true. Um, I, oh my gosh. <laughs> Movies. Um, 
<laughs> Everybody wants to talk about me. So there was a time when I wanted to write and I really wanted to write comic books. And then I realized that was really stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then I just wanted to be, you know, highfalutin and just do books. Uh, but I came back to comic books, but this movie stuff is never anything I ever, you know, living in LA every, or LA County, I should say, um, you know, everybody, the first thing anybody thinks about when you say you want to write, it's like TV or movies and realizing our, our, um, our move, our comic books in movie form if to, to qualify for something that the masses are going to enjoy they are going to pervert our small little group of uh, comic book community. And when it bleeds back into comic books, oof, <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you've, you've made a success the thing that you aren't appreciating anymore. So stop sticking with Marvel and DC and maybe check out Everfrost by Black Mask Comics. Um, yeah. But they're trying to make that into a movie too, I'm sure. No, absolutely. Uh <laughs> Um, how about so DC has has been putting? I mean, they they did their relaunch, and somebody asked earlier, how is how is DC doing in general? Like it was since since an infinite in since Infinite Frontier, since they've been putting stuff out, is it like is it bigger than it was, smaller than it was? Where, where is about the same? Where where does it sit? I've um I've been pushing my uh, I've been I've been loosening my belt a little bit more on Batman. Mm -hmm. Batman, main Batman book. Uh, all this time during the pandemic, I've been keep, keeping it tight, but there were a few incentives that allowed me the opportunity to uh, purchase more, knowing that I'll make money and then anything I have left over won't have just been waste and definitely won't have been a, you know, a, a, ta a strain on my belt or my money belt. <laughs> um so now my Batman sales are larger than they were. And I appreciate that. And sure. it's allowing me to, I don't know, maybe take a chance on other things. I was late to the party on the zero point. So I am ordering heavy on it, you know, going forward. But um, things like justice league, green lantern, let me see what else is here. Uh, yeah, main, mainly the main titles. Uh, they sold well in the first issue, but the second issue, Lowell, is real, and it's already starting to uh, even out come the third and fourth issues of a lot of things. Batman's the highest one. Excellent. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's got to be excellent because, I mean, come August, we've got Batman, like, uh -huh. a, a, you know, 25 to 30 percent of the titles are Batman. So, well, again, it's the same thing. You know, the main Batman title is a big one. Detective's doing really well for me, but I don't order it near as many numbers as I do the main title. And each one, Batman, Superman, first issue did well. It's a lot lower than Detective is. And you know, even when something like The Detective is really good, or I feel it's really good, and I tell people about it, I'm not going to order it as heavy as I am Detective, the second book, you know? And it's this little game that you're playing. Like, I finally read Batman Second Son, the first two issues. And personally, I think those were really good. I enjoyed those a lot more than the Future State issues because I was actually being able to know who these characters were. And 
I don't feel like I got that with the other one. But again, it's another Batman book. And I thought this was the dude who was supposed to take over the Bruce Wayne role. And it's all, I understand everything could be happening all at the same time, but it's, yeah, it's kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I could just read it and enjoy it. But if you want me to really care, <laughs> you know, really you- care. Do you remember you, you remember this moment, right? That that when Comic Shop there there was a time in the eighties when comic shops were putting out their own comics. Do you do you remember that? Um, I remember Golden Apple did. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that dude had like uh, uh, adult actresses doing signings, and um, a soft like a Cinemax lady um, did the Flaxen book with him, right? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a perfect lead in for the next page here since we're we've hit the dynamite <laughs> moment of <laughs> <laughs> someone needs to remake Flaxen. <laughs> yeah. There you there you go. So speaking of dynamite, um, you know, it's kind of an off week, but uh All right. you mentioned oh, yeah. you know, how do you order these for the shelf? Like is this gonna bring people they're like, right, how does so... this stuff how does this do on your shop? All right. So um I try and Maybe a cosplay one, and maybe either the super hottest cover, or which is usually the main one, or the most uh, tasteful cover. Okay. So those are the three that I usually go for. And you, knowing Dynamite, there's like you know 17 different versions. Um, so like if Campbell does a cover, it's usually going to be okay, and it's going to be hot. So I'll get that. But if it's um if it's a cosplay and it's just I don't know. It's going to be a little too much for the shelf. I don't usually get it, but uh, I want to let everybody know Invincible Red Sonia number one was an excellent, excellent Red Sonia comic book. I thought the art was good. It Mm -hmm. was sexy, but not like, you know, gratuitous and Moritat. I've never really been like, he he's good, but yeah, never like the biggest fan, but his uh, action and violence in that issue was so good. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. And, it's a solid uh, book, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. get that one and get the Lisner cover because his stuff is like, he's he's next leveling it. Like, I don't think I enjoyed him as much back in the Cry for Dawn days as much as I am on his covers right now. And I think he's doing, like, excellent work. Yeah, I, I agree. No, it is... Um... We've seen uh, we've seen several weeks now of Dynamite kind of focusing on the T part of the TNA. And, uh, <laughs> this is we, we've got to return to form, so to speak. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, it's 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 all good. Okay. The Vampirella. Yeah. <laughs> Those are. Oh my God! Do you remember going the Booth Babes, the Vampirella Booth Babe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh they, my God! Never, it was so cold there. <laughs> that would never be. Uh, it, well, yes, the, the convention halls were usually very chill. <laughs> Um, I used to go to a lot of the gaming conventions and uh, it was always, it was amazing how that was a, a, just a key part of the business up until it suddenly wasn't uh, with, with all the companies simultaneously. (laughs) It's funny about that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. This list is really bad. Also. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you actually feel. Yeah. This is our, Oh, this is, um, Oh my gosh, Xenoscope! We're that early on the Xenoscope. Oh no! Yeah, I hope there's a Fantagraphics book. Yeah, there's there's only four this 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 next week. It's a it's a small it's a sixty nine kind of week. Oh, but I'll tell you what, uh, Family Tree. That's the last issue of the Jeff Lemire comic book, and that was pretty fun. 
Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's the last issue of the arc for the firepower also. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, man. Deadly Class still going on. So, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. uh, no it's 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 a weird week yeah so you just had a good week you're looking at this and you're kind of are you kind of assessing what next week's going to look like that's exactly what i'm doing right (laughs) now sorry guys (laughs) welcome to depression hour no 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 but like like i said you know like i know x amount of people get family tree x amount of people get firepower the key is you know right now can i make money on what i ordered you know the DC and the uh, and the the diamond shipment, and then do I have enough other things that I'm getting in? Like this doesn't count trade paperbacks and stuff like that. Also, um, you know, do I have those coming in to uh, to support you know the the slow? Inter- oh, and Noctera is coming out. That's a big book. So yeah. okay, is um, there's a, a few books here on this. What? But you got North Force number zero, <laughs> Savage Dragon. You know, for our friends up in Canada. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, eh. Uh, yeah, they will. Sorry, I didn't get out. any of those, bub. <laughs> I just it, got the Savage Dragon one. I, so, so uh, yeah, Noctera is going to be the big seller on this page, right? Right. It got hid there for a second. I was getting a little, a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, like, oh my god, did I order Midnight Sky Eight? <laughs> <laughs> how is uh, so? How's Commanders in Crisis? And and the reason uh, I'm asking. Um, up here, that book was uh, so many retailers ordered so big on issue one. Like there, it was there was a, a really high orders, and, and a lot of the you know my friends and some other shops up here have commented how this one has been the the biggest drop from number one to where they are now in terms of sales. Or how did how did it do in your market? All right, uh, so I read Commanders in Crisis issue yeah. one and. It wasn't the gay kiss between the firemen and the superhero that insulted my intelligence. (laughs) That was just something that happened. It was the the firemen and the superhero uh, talking about how important they were to what they do. And it was just so heavy handed. I, um, I personally did not like it. And Steve Orlando, man, see... This is like this is this is just a real thing. I don't really enjoy his stories. I find them kind of like boring, and nothing really happens. Like there was this one. I always bring it up. This Justice League of America storyline that was, he was doing. He was uh, using that Grant Morrison character, the guy that could like uh, he could outthink any of the Justice League up until the very end. He has that funny helmet on, mm-hmm. like, like all Grant Morrison characters. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I can't Prometheus. Uh, I don't know whatever his name is. And I'm like, all right, I'm down with this story. I'm ready to go. And he just Steve Orlando did, and oh, Commanders in Crisis is that, you know. And I I'm I did not get hurt by it at all because I read the first issue and I need to adjust my numbers accordingly. It's, so uh, me. <laughs> there, yeah, no, there's a there's a Read shop. Your comics. Down, there's a shop down in South Center uh, here that um, the guy was just pissed, like like legit angry. Uh, and and again, I, I well, we'll get to it in a little bit. But at some point, if you're getting issue five and you're still ordering like a hundred copies, and if you're looking at your shelf with hmm. like your copies there, like what what are you doing, right? I mean, 
Why yeah. are you doing that? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this isn't a weekly comic like Heroes Reborn where you're like, Marvel did it to me again, you know? <laughs> Holy cow. I, I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're get to that because I get this question quite frequently. I mean, it comes up every few weeks, I would say, of like, how about these retailers stuck with all these comics? And it's like, I mean, you know, if it's Commanders in Crisis issue six and you ordered 100 copies, like, why, why did you do that? That's, that's no longer on Steve Orlando or Image. That's on you. You have to be a relative of Steve Orlando or the artist to have ordered that many copies. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> and, and, and I always say that. If anybody is a, a relative or they know these people and I've been a little harsh, I apologize. No, um, it doesn't make it any less what I feel, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... It, it is the, well, like I said, we'll get to it. Let's, let's get to this, our last page. Don't worry. Your, your prayers are answered because next week does begin the Hellfire Gala. I actually am not worried about that at all. No, um, you'll, okay. you'll tell, right? Yeah. I, I ordered, uh, I think I ordered it properly, and I don't think I'm going to get screwed on it in any way, shape, or form. Yep. So I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm so I'm actually excited to see if I'm right because uh eh, I could always close the store, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I'm more worried about that Iron Man annual. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's not gonna do well. But uh it, it is I mean, yeah, the, the Hellfire Gala fine. One of the nice things, I guess, about Marvel spoiling their events like four months in advance is you get a really good sense of how how uh, what the take is before you have to order that. But yeah, well, you know, the thing is, is a lot of uh, a lot of what I'm doing is I'm kind of sort of letting people down, you know, letting them know that you know Hickman's X Men is over. He's going to be doing something going forward, but you know Jerry Duggan, the guy who does Marauders, is going to be taking over yep. X Men, and then I say. Oh, yeah, and it's going to have, uh, I don't know, is it Asrar or Silva or whoever doing it? Uh, and No, it's, um, oh, crap. Who? It's, it's, it's the House of X guy. It's, um, oh, it's, uh, yeah, they're always happy. A pass, Perez? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like the Steve Eminem clone. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, no, he'll be on that for like at least two. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it will be a double size issue, I'm sure. Yeah. And then they'll have like Linel U for a little while, and then whoever the hell they have yes. in their stable. Thank you. Thank you, people. Yes, Pepe Larraz. Pepe Larraz. That yeah. guy is so good. He you, is. Uh, we will get a great three issues for him before uh, I go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The other thing to draw your attention to this page is uh, Viz is just murdering everyone next week i mean look you've got demon slayer on there you got my hero academia one punch man chainsaw man you have a ridiculous amount of like all the money will go to viz i have never ordered chainsaw man yet for my store but i'm starting with issue five or volume yeah. five i am gonna make sure i have one punch man my hero academia and i hope i ordered that yakuza lover business yeah. volume one yeah but I also order straight from Viz, which, oof, let me tell you right now, people, I'm not getting everything I need. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's not good news. Well, it is good news for Viz, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, Viz is doing extremely well right now. But uh, uh -huh. 
So, but I have the orders on uh, on on order. <laughs> so in, in a weird way, though, some of the titles on here, in particular, like Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia, and probably One Punch Man, those those books will make the month for some shops. Yeah, I, I, I now that uh, so obviously things are opening up, but school mm -hmm. isn't really in session yet. Yep. So I'm really waiting for all the kids to walk by my store and all the people to get let off by the bus there. And there's a, there's a grade school nearby and I am slowly but surely ordering, you know, viz in larger amounts and uh, the dark horse ones. I know I can get that are that are worthwhile and uh, the Kadansha books that I think are worthwhile. And, you know, some of the other ones, but um, I'm getting ready for, I'm getting ready for school to come back. And I, I hope I'm one of those stores, actually. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope you are too. I <laughs> we have other manga. These are the more less the, the lesser known titles uh, out next week. I don't know. Do you, you do you do a lot of manga in your shop? No, and you know, it's kind of like I was saying about Commanders in Crisis. Yeah. I, I I like to read the comic book and have an idea if you know it's something that's you know good for the store. Um, manga, a lot of times, it just I mean. I, I, I grew up in the 80s. You know, that's when I was in high school. We yeah. we watched Akira in Japanese and then eventually got the script and then eventually got a dubbed edition and then finally saw it in the theater and all this other stuff. You know, Dirty Pair was a big deal in City Hunter. That's where I come from. But manga and anime, you know, was something I just didn't progress with like some of my other friends did. And... I don't read it all that often. I think the last manga I read was I am a hero volume one. And that's an amazing book. <laughs> Let me tell you, but I didn't read any more. Um, maybe drifting dragons. So no, my, my expertise in anime manga is pretty, pretty low. Yeah. I, there's um, I, I love some of these titles though. I, I like, uh, I was abducted by an elite all girls school as a sample commander. <laughs> Like 15. Yeah. <laughs> Number 15. Explain that new game cover. Well, uh, they're, they're going to make out. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen there. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I mean, what, 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 there, what is there to explain? It's uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to make out. That's what's going to happen there. Um, how about the white cat's revenge as plotted from the dragon King's lap? Man, everybody is doing these long titles now. Uh, James Tynan, yeah. Anything by Boom, uh, and now all these manga. I, it was always the. I mean, most recently, I noticed the the dungeon ones. You know, I I had an experience with the green slime in a dungeon on the third level. You know, type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with a monster from a dungeon that I found on a quest from a you know all this other stuff. <laughs> It's it's um I I, I there's it, you gotta just enjoy I mean I, I think people are missing out on a lot of enjoyment by not looking at the manga coming out every week and just reading through the titles whether you buy this stuff or not th this stuff is hilarious I mean you can't not smile with happy sugar life and a witch's love at the end of the world and if which then which I mean come on it's, it's, it's hilarious. I mean, did you see the um oh god I forget what the first one was the first word it was like Eros X Heroes or something like that. And people would develop their superpowers when they were like lusting for other people. Yeah. So that just came out most recently. 
Um, <laughs> it wasn't as hot as you'd think it would be. <laughs> it, it, they never are. I mean, these these don't. Uh, so we did answer maybe too quickly there with new game. I mean, who knows? For all we know, that you get that title and like they're they're working in a you know a ramen shop and playing you know some kind of board game. I mean, it'll be like a Lucy and Ethel thing where they're trying to like you know yeah. package the ramen as fast as possible. That's, that's absolutely right. <laughs> I have many times gone and just picked up manga based on the cover and you open it up. It's like another surprise. Nothing, nothing there is. is it's Ryan Johnson is doing all these manga stories. Defying expectations. <laughs> that's absolutely right. Yeah, apparently. So uh, Happy Sugar Life is the manga equivalent of Dexter. So there you go. See? Uh, you, Excellent. Yeah, I'm you down. Guessed it there. Uh, yeah. So anyway, some, some very good stuff there. Um, so we we started talking about this earlier, and I wanted to get your take on it because I again I get this mail every few weeks. I would say about what about these pictures, these giant stacks of comics, and so I wanted to get your take on it first. What, what when you see something like this, what what's your what's your thought? That is a store that can afford a lot of comic books. <laughs> um, they probably have some sort of thing where they either get a special store incentive cover. Or they get all the incentive covers and then jack up the price and sell them online. Um, they must have. They, they've got to have some idea of this. This waste here has to be calculated some other way. Um, whether it's advertising in the future, you know, maybe there's a fan. That's what we would do. You know, there was a Captain Marvel movie, and I knew that you know, the new volume was coming out. So we over ordered number one and then we would stick our sticker on the first issue and go hand them out at the movie theater. Yeah. You know, things like that. So if you're doing that, if you, um, you know, if you can somehow, <laughs> it's a lot of comics, but when I'm re when I'm ordering comics from diamond and I see, Oh, all you have to do is order 50 champions. And I'm like, what store is ordering 50 champions? But you know, you're not thinking of the uh, Pasadena's and the New York's and the Chicago's of the world out there in San Francisco's um, where, you know, millions of people are passing through all the time. Um, maybe that doesn't really hurt the store, but wow, that's a lot. That's, I mean, I'm looking at it. It's like, yeah, it's 15 each easy. So that's 45, just like that. Well, it's so, uh, yeah, I look First at it, it's, yeah, I think that's, that's part of it. So the, the weird thing about this is I think photos can be misleading. This is a ton of comics. I mean, I would never put that many out, by the no, way. Like, I mean, there's a bunch, stupid. Exactly. There's a bunch of things here. You look at that Fantastic Four and you've got three sections of that comic and you're like, why as a, as a retailer, you would never put that many comics out. I mean, unless you're a complete idiot. I, I, I don't know. I feel like those New York stores, maybe they do that. <laughs> do. I, I, and I've seen those where they just put them all out. And I just, I don't get it why they do that. It's bad marketing. But um, the other factor, though, here is true. And this is, I know this triggers people whenever I say it. But this is where we're, Heather Antos has made the point, And she is correct. That when you see these photos, they're often the number one issues. And part of what's going on here is that the retailer is trying to get to variant covers. Mm -hmm. They're trying to get to the incentive covers. They don't really care if they sell out because they've got a big buyer paying for the variant cover. So this is just the crap that goes along with it. Is that true? Yeah. You got, you, people don't know that there's a one in 500 
black and white sketch Jack Kirby thing that he did on a napkin that's going to be put on a cover for the one in 500 incentive. And uh, you know what? You know that issue, that comic with uh, the Joe Quesada cover? You can get it without that fantastic four trade dress if you buy a thousand of those copies, you know, or whatever. It's stupid stuff like that. Yeah. And if you have somebody ready to go, I mean, it's a... Uh, God bless you. What do you do? So, would, first of all, would you do this? You, you, you see, so you get somebody coming in saying, "I'll, I'll pay hundred dollars for this variant." Uh-huh. You do the math, and you're like, "Well, I need to order, you know, uh, fifty copies of this title in order to get that variant cover." But I'm gonna make more money than I'll spend. First of all, do you, do you do that? Um, I will do it if they want it bad enough. Yeah, for sure. Then, what do you do with the extra stock? I will never put that many of them out there. Well, sure. That's <laughs> I, I guess I could uh, offer them to that person, but I don't think they really want it. Um, yeah. uh, I, uh, wow. All right. So, firstly, I always put my comics either five up and five down or ten up and ten down. That just looks horrible. I mean, those are just going to yeah. get damaged. Um, I would take half of those and I'd move them to the back room, even if it is the first day. Oh, half of them, all of them, almost. I, I'd move all but a few of the first stack. Yeah, right? that first fifteen, you know, that can stay up, and it's oh. going to be five up, five down, so it won't even look as bad as it does. Um, I, yeah, giveaways, man. It, 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 it's sure. You know, hopefully you can sell it. Hopefully you can say, "Hey, I got a first issue of Fantastic Four for anybody who buys a second issue." Um, if you're, you know, that, that would be the thing I would do stuff like that. Um, anything to get people to want to read this, because that's the most important thing. Now right. buy one, get the second off. You could put the other one in a bag and board and you can get the other one for free. You know, I, exactly. anything to get them to want to read it. I mean, I mean, when I see this stuff, I, I like you, I have several reactions. My first reaction is this retailer is a dumbass for putting them all. <laughs> that's, that's reaction. Number one, which I know people will, um, you know, people will say this is Marvel's fault somehow. But I mean, th at this point, when you're seeing them on the shelf like this, I, I, I can't blame you can't blame Marvel for this. Um, um, now, I like like some people are saying in the chat. And I mean, up here, uh, I, I did two things when I bought way over what I knew I was going to sell to sell a variant to somebody. I would either put them into pull boxes, like you say, to just say, hey, valuable customer, here's a free comic for you. And maybe you'll love it and sign up for more. I mean, I, at this point, I'm not losing money, so who cares? But the other route is I'd take them down the street to half price books and just dump like 50 of these comics and I would get, you know, 25 cents a comic. But again, I don't care because I've profited off of the variant. So it, at that point, it's just gravy money. So I don't know. Um, yeah, those are all, I mean, and, and not only that, or well, you know what else we would do? All right, so um, anytime we had extras, we would donate to the library. <laughs> yeah, that's take, take them to schools. Unfortunately, that's trickier now because some of these books, like the schools, won't take. Uh, yeah, well, out here, um, it's I'm probably where you are too, a little bit more. Um, yeah, we can get away with a lot more, but I wasn't well, putting any xenoscope in there. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> you're dynamite. I'd have a, I'd have trouble with a straight face, like going to my daughter's elementary school with Secret Empire number six. Yeah, I, I guess I would too. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole thing is weird i i do think the incentive program um you know uh fisher max says uh you know the the incentive cover program does seem designed to waste comics 
in a, in this weird backwards way. But all right, so there's going to be a Gamma Flight comic book coming out, and there's a one in twenty five uh, variant for the first issue, which is by Kari Andrews, who did yep. the covers for the Hulk back in the Bruce Jones days. Yep. And one of them he did was a Where the Wild Things Are cover. So now I have to get a 1 in 25 just to get that one. You know, it's like I have to order a lot more. And then that's if I want to be selfish and not allow somebody in the customer, you know, one of the customers to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, I should just not do it at all. Speaking of which, I think yeah, Kari Andrews, I think uh, I'll be talking to him Wednesday. So we want to congratulate him for Erratic. and, and oh, He's so genius. Um, he really is. Um, I'm really, so I did very well in my store with Beta Ray Bill, and that sold very well this week. Oh, nice. Um, I have been really pushing that, and I have the numbers up to where Thor is. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I've done a really good job on that, and everybody's loving it. Everybody in my store loves Daniel Warren Johnson, and oh, then yeah. Thor numbers aren't, you know, it's we're not talking the big stores here. But um, still, you know, a number two book as high as the number one book is a good thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm really looking forward to his Marvel book that he's doing, Amazing Fantasy. Um Kari Andrews going to be great. Kari Andrews amazing fantasy I think is going to be incredible. And yes, that's that is what we'll be talking about Wednesday as well as the erratic uh, trade. So, he's he's amazing. He's his creative mind uh, he's very very clever creator and you know, can't say enough great things about him, but get his back issues people. Um Yeah. No. This stuff is so good and if only for the covers. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah, uh, it really is. He's excellent. <laughs> he's a great creator. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get a percentage every time I mention erratic. I yeah, wish I did have him also. Yeah. Um, no. So, so this, this big, I, this always feels like kind of a phony thing to be outraged about. I, I, again, I, I, I do think, you know, from an environmental policy, I guess I wish Marvel didn't do these, you know, buy a hundred copies. So you can get one variant cover, but it is, I, I don't know. Um, people get very worked up about this and I, it's, it's not the publisher folks, the retailer is opting into this. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> I've I've uh, I've stood my ground stupidly sometimes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I have to. I, I got one one note. So there's, I guess, I don't know who did it, but one of the bigger channels um, did a kind of an expose video, and I'm just, I, I'll be honest, I will happily eat crow and say I was wrong, but uh, the comment was that Marvel basically forced people to buy either Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel with the threat of like, we see you're only buying five. If you don't buy 50, we're going to cut you off Marvel comics. And that that's not true on any level. I mean, you'll, am I wrong here? No, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying, I mean, the problem for me is I'm like, I'm trying to picture in my head, getting a call from like somebody at David Gabriel's office going like, Hey, you're going to need to up your order on Captain Marvel this month. Like, that would, that would have been awesome. I would have liked to have uh, taped that phone call. That would have been pretty fun. Um, <laughs> no, but they do. They they threaten you by not giving you as good a discount. Uh, they'll sure. they'll say, uh, "I love these boy." Back when back in the early two thousand elevens and twelves, when we first opened the store, yeah, uh, fantastic comics. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. It's not just a YouTube channel. Um, 
back when we opened up, uh, they were doing those, uh, oh, if you buy 150% of this comic, you could get an extra 10% off. If you buy, you know, 200%, you can get, you know, this percentage off. And you're like, well, I'd be a fucking fool if I didn't buy 200 copies of this comic book. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, no, and, and, and now I'm opted into those one and two hundreds. Way to go. <laughs> they absolutely have put incentive programs for discounts and other things on titles, for sure. Um, but, you know, they're not, they're, they're not going to cut you off. I mean, that would be that would be hysterical. Um, but again, I'd love to I just I want to hear that call. And I, I you know, I, I everybody's got their own opinion, and everything else. But I, I do call bullshit on that one. That's uh... no, the only phone calls I've ever got were from creators saying, thank you for ordering so many of my comic book. You yeah. know, that's the and that was Scott Snyder. I'll have, you know, Mr. Batman at the height of his career. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scott Snyder has reached out multiple times to thank me for both ordering the book and promoting it and other things. So yeah, but I'll, I'll let you know, uh, Orlando ain't gonna help. <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, no, it's it's funny. I've gotten this, somebody's mentioning Alonzo. Alonzo is, has reached out in in person as well and thanked for ordering books. Uh, some Alonzo, a guy I think who's a bit miss. I think people are attributing things that happened kind of after him to him, but that's a, that's a whole other video and conversation. Well, Axel Alonso, let me tell you guys, um, yeah. if it wasn't for him, I think the two thousands era of comics would have been so boring. We had ecstatics with Peter Milligan and Mike Allred, hmm. um, talking about Kari Andrews. He, uh, he worked on Tangled Webs of Spider-Man, which had all sorts of really awesome creators that were from more of the Vertigo sect doing it. And just comics in general were a little bit um, a little bit edgier without being like, you know, so yep. try hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was good. It's um, I don't know. There, there's there's an interesting history there that I think when it comes out, uh, people surprise people. Plus, I mean, Alonso is one of the few uh, conservative uh people in comics, I think, that people don't quite understand. But anyway, for what it's worth, um, it is an awkward silence. No, I, no, it's all right. Axel Alonso, no, he's he he really did some really great stuff over at Marvel. And yeah, the way it went at the end, it was, I mean, I don't, again, I don't really get too deep into that stuff, but um, it yeah. seemed like, you know, his time was over. Uh, 10 years at any any places a lot of times it is yeah. <laughs> seven years too long <laughs> well i think people forget some of who alonzo um uh, uh let go right before he he was let go they they kind of forget some of those names and anyway right it, it is what it is all right well so um how about uh, on to something of slightly uh, wow. so john Romita jr um who a lot of people newer to comics um talk about being terrible um, I grew up with Romita on uh, Spider-Man and, and Uncanny X-Men and so on. Um, here's his, some early work on Fantastic Four he's got putting in. What, what do you, uh, what, what's your take on, on Romita Jr.? Uh, he's, you know, when he, um, firstly, <laughs> I think he's like one of the top Marvel artists of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, just there, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. His DC stuff wasn't so great and his image stuff when he went over there it was uninspired also. But 
you know, we're talking about a dude who's like a company man. Yeah. And he settles in so perfectly. He's had, uh, he's altered his style, uh, yep. mostly with the help of, I'm assuming, Chris, or Klaus Janssen and Frank Miller. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, he, he has, he's done yeoman work and he's done two a month's. And when the titles had no business being worth at all, <laughs> a yep. hill of beans, he was putting in his best work all the time. And he can draw some funky stuff, but damn, this page looks great. Doesn't I it? could ink this. I could ink this. You could ink this. Yes. Any of you fools could ink this right now. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I mean, look at that. That is so... My buddy who was... Uh, so my, I had a friend who uh, inked comic books for a minute. Yep. And uh, he always stressed that the bold lines had to be in the far front. And, you know, it's supposed to get yeah. thinner as you go back. And I, you know, I think, I don't know if it's because of computers or what, but, or maybe it's just because there is no inking. It goes straight to color. It's, it's uh, the visual. Yeah, it's the yeah. visual, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we don't see it quite that way. And when you see black and white art that was on paper, um, looking like this, it's just, what? you see why people collect artwork. It's I I know I think this this is so some people are asking yes this is upcoming so this is new work for the Fantastic Four anniversary issue he's on and um, it, it gets me thinking is maybe you you have some people where their work just seems better for one company or another mm -hmm. and maybe DC was just not the fit for Ramita Jr. because his you know coming back to Marvel out the gate putting out stuff like this I mean I am a terrible artist but this looks great. <laughs> well, I've heard that actually. <laughs> a lot of people confirm <laughs> it is true. <laughs> uh, this is amazing. He had a few moments of, of brilliance still um, in like some of those action comic books uh, where you wouldn't expect it to be. Yeah. Um, you know, the storytelling wasn't so great, but it was still looked really good. And he did Silencer for a minute also, and that yeah. was pretty good. But that was better than his action work for sure. Yeah, man, let me tell you, John Romita Jr., he he created Spawn. He um, he he did Marvel comics back when he was so early. He's one of the only guys I have a comic book still signed by. <laughs> he told me to stay in school. Yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I mean, you look at these characters, and if you don't know who they are, you want to know who they are. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm I'm hope I'm optimistic. So I'm 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 ready for it. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm I'm pleased, and I do think, uh, yeah, I do think this is is looks looks pretty good. And and I have no art taste, but still, it looks pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm joking. I don't consider myself an artist, folks. So I got a bunch of email like, oh my god, is are you okay with this? I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not an artist. <laughs> oh yes, uh, I don't. Okay, uh, people are funny. Um, all right. Hey, uh, we haven't had you haven't had a chance to do this. Um, no, I haven't. I'm excited. Yeah. Intentional or not? All right. So I, this this is not one of them because the, clearly this is intentional. Um, I think people forget this was. I want to say not this like less than fifteen years ago. Um, you know, I do I do appreciate Supergirl being so kind of out of it that she's anyway. Um, fun, this fun. is the uh, Michael Turner inspired Supergirl, correct? Yeah, that's that's yeah. correct. Back when he had that, that super crop top. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, anyway, I, I I appreciate Gary Frank drawing the confusion. I, this is the part of the panel, like Supergirl. He's nailed that confused look on her face. So, 
by the way, I've yeah. seen a lot of people talking about uh, who the Hulk artist is out there. Mm-hmm. And I've heard like Dale Keown being the top guy or whatnot. Yeah. And I personally think if you're not talking about Jack Kirby, it's Gary Frank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I want to get my, my two cents out there. Uh, I, mean, I agree. I actually, I, I always thought that John Romita Jr. did a great Hulk, but we didn't see much of it. Mm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really blanking on what he might have done um, off the top of my head, but this is probably making for bad radio. No, I, that's all fine. <laughs> we, we don't have to worry about it when we're talking about it. As long as you've got, boobs on the screen we can say whatever we want oh very good um keon is awesome don't get me wrong and he had some really good moments but um the only thing that hurt gary frank's run is was i think during the pantheon and that was a pretty bad storyline if i remember correctly um but no gary frank is the best and not only that he's and i mean i'm sorry kurt swan yeah. I'm sorry, other people, he might be the best Superman artist also. And I don't know. And can I can I can I can I say something? Um Please. he does that Legion story with Jeff Johns. Yep. He does like Superman Brainiac and then Superman, I forget what it was called. And there is a moment where he meets the Legion of Superheroes for the first time. And in the other book, he meets the Legion of Superheroes from the first time, but it's from like a different perspective. The words are all the same, but the art is all different. And that's one of the greatest things ever. <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this, but, um, or maybe everybody knows this. And I'm just uh, letting you know that I do too. <laughs> I I think Gary Frank, as some people are saying, Gary Frank, he he always seemed to miss out on having the biggest book at, at any company. There was always some book, some event, something going on that was kind of eclipsing what he was doing. And I, I think Gary Frank from Midnight Nation to uh, Midnight Nation, again, is a book all pimp forever because very few people seem to know that exists. And that's amazing. Midnight Nation, I think it's 11 really awesome issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I know where you're going with this. I did, there was an issue zero or an ash can in there is good too, but yeah, there was, there was one bad issue in that run. I, I, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, that was really good too. Gary Frank is amazing. Um, he does have that overbite thing that he does. So if you can't get past that, then I wouldn't recommend any Dan Klaus either. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I <laughs> first names. Well done. All right, all right. You tell me. So you'll intentional or not? Here we go. Here's our first one. A good old classic read, Namor thing here. <laughs> what, what, what do you make about that? What do you make with this? Well, I'm gonna ram those mocking words down his throat. Yeah. Jeez, this is um. There's a lot going on in this panel. This is pretty something phobic, is what I'm thinking here. Uh huh. Yeah, well, you know what? He's pissed, and you know what? Namer, I can yeah. understand that. I'll I'll give Reed a pass. Is that what I'm supposed to say? <laughs> Do you think the writer artists knew what they were doing with this panel? Uh, they were being edgy. Yes, they knew. Yeah, I'm gonna say Stanley knew. I think the you know ram the words down their throat. Nah, but when you get to the thing saying "How's about giving me sloppy seconds?" I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I can't I, I can't think that was not in, uh, that has to be intentional. But um, anyway, I like it. It's it's fun stuff. All right, okay. 
I do like how Namer's like giving him the look of like contemplating, like I, I, I'd give, I'd give things sloppy seconds, as long as I can get to. <laughs> that's what he's thinking. Right? Well, that's always what he's thinking. Yeah, right? and not only that, during the Hickman run, we found out Namer had to hang. He had a, he had to hang with some chicks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I love how the Namor's his entire kind of comic legacy has has kind of really come down to uh, he wants to fuck Sue. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was gonna write a, a story with a friend of mine, you know, a little like a pager, a one pager. Yeah. And it was all about how he couldn't ultimately get Sue because he's walking around barefoot in New York all the time. Yeah. And he has some dirty ass feet. And you know, you do a close up and it's like a sorry folks, a Cruz Veluski. You know, and it's like, you know, the bunions and maybe a, a hypodermic or something like that. Uh, some yeah. tight, you know, some, some, some uh, band-aids, you know, and, you know, maybe those wings don't look so healthy. Yeah. It's going to look on those feet. God damn. Sue, Sue I ain't like, hanging with Namer. Not I, in the end. I like this and the, the terrible, terrible visual that this produces. Um, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Seven Speed, for bringing it down. <laughs> oh my God. Um, anyway, uh, it's clobbering time, so to speak. It All right, how about clobbering uh, time? It's how always about, Batman. How about this old Batman here? All right, loose Dell. <laughs> uh, all right, excellent. Um, no, I'd say unintentional. Yeah, unintentional. This one, I agree. I think this one's more just a, a period of the times. I don't, I don't think any artist was, you know, thinking, thinking here. But uh, I do like how they give you the close up with the arrow pointing to what's going on between behind Batman's back here. Dude, that, those are awesome. Yeah, we need that back in comics. Uh, that's probably one of the reasons why I like Matt Fractions and David. Okay, yeah. Aja's uh, Hawkeye so much because they would do those type of uh, shenanigans. And um, I like when you play with the panels a little bit more and it's not just so arty, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. We got out of like, there, there was a bunch of kind of interesting tricks that you'd see in comics from the, the from thought bubbles and this kind of stuff with panels and, and that, that they just, they kind of walked away from all at once over the last five years. I'm a, I'm a proponent of thought panels uh, or thought balloons. I should say I'm yeah. a proponent. I think, I think our problem with social media is also partially that they don't have letters pages in comics these days. Yeah. Um, they can't have a distilled version of one point of view throughout the book. And unless, um, I don't know, it always, you always would see that one letter that would say, oh, I know you only print really awesome con you know, comments about your book, but here I am talking shit. Well, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. You know? I, I think I found one of the most insane letters, uh, which we'll see in just a moment here um, oh, in right. the letters page that goes on. But, uh, well, here let's go. Let's go to our third one here. How about uh, this? Which is <laughs> how about this? All right. Huh. What is this Frank Miller? Yeah, it's Dark Knight Returns, I believe. Well, I'm gonna say yes. Then he is intentional. intentional. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to believe that everything he does has purpose. <laughs> what, what was going on here with Jim Gordon? Like this. Uh -huh. This. this 
this feels this is an odd turn on on old Jim Gordon. Yeah, what what's he um what's what's this in boy, I've read The Dark Knight Returns like a million times, but uh what what part does this is this in I need context is what I'm As saying. I recall the context is just him thinking about his his age and getting older and just oh, I see. you know that uh he he misses when he could you know do more and but it doesn't read that way. No, it doesn't. I yeah. uh I also think about when i was younger um sure do you remember the last time you just like ran and you know oh yeah yeah i I mean the last time i ran like so hard that i wasn't thinking about anything i was chasing down the studio stole money from the store (laughs) i have done that i have absolutely done that i've done that i mean in the last five years um oh i was sore for a week I, I don't I, I don't know um, it's uh, no I've, I've definitely chased people down I, I had a good a good group at one point who would come in and just hang out at the comic store and then they like to chase people down and uh, and so that was fun we had some guy just run out with some comics and they chased him down they destroyed the comics in the process but they also beat the living shit out of that guy that's so, the real gatekeeping in comics people that's absolutely right <laughs> absolutely right um, yeah okay this this panel is is disturbing so um <laughs> So this is going to be hard to read with all this text, but I found this in the letters page, which is pretty insane. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we did that panel. I, I don't know if you, if people who are in the, the chat or the stream back then remember, Lois was like pointing to her butt, which was sore. And <laughs> just saying, I, I can't sit down because and all this stuff. And uh, and so what, what was the context behind that? Well, the context was Lois got paddled um, by Superman robots. And... Just they, they went at her for a while. So there, there's a panel of her getting punished for being a bad girl, apparently. But this letter is borderline crazy. So it's like, <laughs> I, I like, dear editor, although I am a great fan of Lois Lane's, I disagree with you for not having Superman teach her a lesson for her many impetuous tricks by giving her a spanking. <laughs> I, I just, why, why would you write that into a comic company? But anyway, um, <laughs> I... Even if Superman was to use all his ingenuity to punish Lois, it can never be as effective as a good sound spanking. <laughs> <laughs> Please do not refuse. Or, or, yeah, her problem of sitting down after punishment can be solved with the use of a soft pillow under her. Hey, least, <laughs> how about that person thinking through things? Um, Please do not refuse my request, for I know many readers like myself would like to see the Man of Steel turn Lois over his knee and give her the <laughs> fashion spanking she deserves. So, first of all, that's insane to be printed in a comic uh, and write in the first place. But then the response, your request that Lois Lane receive corporal punishment comes a bit too late. Lois was the victim of super spanking in the story Three Nights in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Um, what I find fascinating about this is all of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so someone uh, decided to, so it's thought about this for a while, decided to write it all out, send it into a comic publisher who then printed it and then responded going, hey, not only are we printing this and, and saying uh, we agree, but you're too late. We've already done it. It reminds me of uh, Lucy and, uh, you know, Lucy. I love Lucy. Um, Ricky would often, like, bend her over his knee and spank her. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's a super spanking also. So yeah. this is, like, 
going to be one of this is going to be the spanking of a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, God. Uh, as he points out, you know, fake letter, which it very well could be. Um, definitely, uh, it absolutely could be. Although yeah, that, I didn't see oh, Kurt Busiek's name to it, so yeah. it's like... <laughs> that also opens up other questions, though. Like, if it was a fake letter, the publisher felt this was a good idea to throw into the comic. Um, but, but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> someone get this to the Superman Aloha showrunners. Yeah, I, I mean. Why haven't that? Why have this? Why was this not in the Snyder Cut? I'm well, just... that will be a special episode when the sons walk in when the parents are doing their nighttime activities. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> th th there's so many, there's so many questions here. Uh, <laughs> <in> general. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Jeff Thorne, I, I mean, this was in a comic. This, you know, it's it part can't of your, have possibly been fake. It's it's part of your canon now. You have you have to address this now in Green Lantern. I'm just <laughs> yeah. It might it might. There's a there's a way that it can be announced. You know, it can be dealt with. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I of course yeah. that's old fifty two. So I don't know if that necessarily counts anymore. The Omniverse, everything counts. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. well, you know, there you go, canon. Everything counts. And actually, uh, I mean, somebody needs to get to Scott Snyder. You said everything counts. So how are you going to address this? And and by the way, according to Linearverse rules, this happened like three years ago. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so styles really changed in the last few years. Yeah. I <laughs> every Exactly. Everything counts. You're... In large amounts, actually. <laughs> um I always felt like uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and and Franklin Richards were the the two characters that had growth spurts or age, you know, um, and they never really matched up. Yeah. So that's the problem with the Marvel universe. As far as DC, um, they're all over the place now. Oh no, for sure. It's uh, I I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot here. That's all I know. Um, <laughs> You remember though the, uh, the the Superman. There was a period of time where Superman was the biggest dick, and he would just prank Lois on a monthly basis. It's super Dickery. There's a uh, website uh, way back when called Super Dickery, which was all the the fucked up shit that Superman would do to his friends. That is the best site, um, and <clears throat> and using Omniverse rules, it all counts now. It all counts exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he would do some really messed up stuff too. He would like, you know, make elaborate plans uh, to, to trick Lois or, or Jimmy yeah. into revealing whatever to whoever. And then he would, and he would fake his death and just all sorts of stuff. He he would do things for no purpose other than to just screw with Lois uh, when, when she was just kind of minding her own business half the time and would, elaborately as you say fake his death and make her feel like she murdered people like put her on trial like he he would he was hilarious uh back in those days but anyway and you said there's no politics in comics <laughs> come on that's Thank a you. lot of politics in comics right there yeah absolutely absolutely i do think uh, by the <laughs> way we definitely need to bring the superman back like i i would I would be all in. Like, if, if the, I, don't you wish if you could go back in time, the, the Bendis run had been the Super Dick Superman? That would have been, God, I would have been into that. But. 
I, I think there's no reason why they can't. Um, that's where things like when they did um, uh, bizarre, bizarre tales or whatever it was back in the yeah the aughts, you know, with the the indie crowd doing Superman and other characters in the DCU. Uh, that's where you can get away with that kind of stuff. I, doing a little run like that. I think you do something kind of out on continuity and just have this this crazy a-hole Superman just flying around pranking people all the time. I would buy that all day long. So, um, And yes, he's right. So the part of the game was in Lois Lane's book, she was very cruel to Clark. And then she was stalking Superman. So Superman, in the, the weirdest ways, would try and teach her lessons by aging her up, making turning her into a baby. I mean, just just constantly screwing with her it would have been anyway <laughs> i love that i love that era so much um all right well hey I, we could talk some old comics as we keep going just chats and and by the way people in the chat first of all thank you for coming uh, as always and if you have questions throw throw them our way we'll try and answer them but um uh this was kind of a trip of a, a comic as well i i like how uh robin's trying to like hey let's get into this uh this mountain <laughs> spring with a bunch of boys uh, well, that's what Robin was created for, right? So that, um, yeah. you know, uh, well, actually, no, that was what Batwoman was created for. So that I felt bad for, you know, this whole wanting to ship Robin and Batman together. It's oh, like, sure. I, I usually, you know, and it's jokingly because I know how the thing is, but I, I usually say, what are you, some kind of pervert? I mean, that's like a 14 year old kid right there. Yeah, no, I um, agree. Yeah, people don't I, think he's shooting <laughs> things through necessarily. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it's okay now, or or oh, it's okay later. So then it's like he groomed him the whole time. Yeah, and if you want that, you read a book called Brat Pack. You don't read World's <laughs> Finest or anything. Um, Brat Pack's done it. You aren't original. Um, get over it and come up with something new. We don't need comics about grooming anyway. I mean, this isn't the comic-con biology it's not the warren ellis story yeah i see i knew i knew one of us would do it there you go i love warren ellis I'll i do you know. not I, my I most do. favorite but definitely awesome yep um hey, hey yeah by the way if you're enjoying the chat please give us a like i guess that does something uh for for someone uh but how about this uh how do you guys handle thieves like how hmm. how do you handle a thief uh you know um if i can catch them i'll run them down uh yeah. if it's worth it I'll try and make an example of them, but the real reality of it is that, you know, there's going to be a court date and mm -hmm. uh, whether or not you're the kind of person that has to be in your store and work it, you aren't going to show up to that. Right. And uh, would you just take them to another city? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's what it usually comes down to. You yeah, know? I'll true. drop them off in Oakland, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it was, I, yeah, I spanked them. That's <laughs> Super spanked. I mean, I back in the the nineties, uh, in kind of the Colorado area, uh, for the comic, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, we, we would run them down and we would beat the shit out of them. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what we, I, I had a guy who was, uh, you know, former you know army who would hang out in the store and he liked to chase people down and he would, he would hurt them very bad. And now, now we don't, uh, now, now that's, that's not a approach we can do, but, um, there was this, can I tell you about this time? Um, yeah, there is this guy who um, was in the store, and the problem with Berkeley is that you're going to get not just thieves, but you're also going to get nutbags. Yep. And uh, you know, you ask the person to leave, and then it happens. 
and you know you get into a tussle um i'm lucky enough to have worked um in a store well my store also was next to a half price books mm -hmm. and at the time one of the uh, managers over there was also like a former mma kind of guy yeah and so although me and my buddy oh my god this is hilarious <laughs> um, I got I got my my arm cut up in a glass case, you know, where one of those statues are. Yep. And so my my arm's bleeding, and yep. we get this guy down. It's me and my other my my um, manager, and I'm like looking at the, my blood. And I'm like, you made me bleed, you know. <laughs> and I did a wrestling like I put my knee in his, you know, in his ribs, and just totally went to town for a second. And my buddy's like, hey, Yule, you might want to stop there. <laughs> anyway, uh, the guy from Half Price comes oh, yeah. over, and he just does one of those uh, MMA holds. And that dude is like a pretzel. And he ain't going anywhere. I'm like, wow, that's amazing when you see somebody that isn't even like the height of his career come in and do something like that. And it's yep. uh, it's impressive. <laughs> I, I remember... Um... This guy, again, this, this this guy who would hang out of my store, chase this guy out, went down kind of an alley that was near the store. And I'm, you know, I, there's nobody to, so I'm, I'm following along behind locking the store. Um, and then I, I get into the alley where he is. And, and I, I come across this guy. He's got the thief down on the ground. He's just stomping him um, hard, like in the head. And I'm going, whoa, what's going on? He's like, my arms are tired. And he's just kicking him. <laughs> and I just burst out laughing. It's, it's, I mean, it's terrible violence now. In, in, <laughs> but there, there you have it. So yeah, lots of, lots of mob justice. Do um, you know, um, do you know Al Gordon, the inker extraordinaire? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was before I was at comic relief, but I guess there was like this, um, this incident with somebody and basically Al Gordon punched this dude out. <laughs> yeah. It was rougher back then. I mean, it was like, like the cons of the nineties too, like there, there would be a fight. There's some good stuff that would happen. It was more entertaining than we get now. But well, that was probably because Rob Liefeld threw a t-shirt in the crowd or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here, um, Jeff asks, uh, how have pirate sites impacted store sales? Have you seen an impact? I don't know if it really has. And if anybody is like me, they're like, they download something and don't ultimately watch or, or read it. You know, I think uh, pirate sites are better for comic book reviewers than anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're probably, you're probably not wrong there. Um, but I, I have seen the numbers that you've posted. I've gone on it and I've looked and it's amazing. I know um, Jim Zub has talked about it. Uh, yep. pretty pretty vocally about yep. it and well, um not wrong yeah it, it's a shame because you know the, a guy like him actually puts work and effort and has care to craft and isn't just trying to do his own thing but do something that's lasting within the you know the history of an ip yeah and to see someone come in and just you know do it like that it's not even like it's the hottest book you know that's the one you're supposed to buy yeah. You know, do it to Batman. Batman can handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is kind of the effect, I think, of manga is that they, the, the sales are high. Like the, the business, I did a video on that. The business model is such that piracy is not going to hit those. They're so, they're moving so quickly. But uh, I think pirate side, well, here's the problem. And there's no real way to know for sure. If you're pirating, say, X Factor, and mm -hmm. then X Factor isn't selling in the store, 
are the people pirating X Factor actually going to show up to the store and buy it? And it's it's hard. I have a hard time believing that that's going to be a huge number is the problem. Mm -hmm. I think I just don't think they're like, I, I would buy this, but I think I'll pirate it. I think if they're if they're if they're pirating it, my suspicion of them actually spending money is low. If we can call X-Men the number one title and New Mutants and Wolverine and all those other ones that can, you know, the, the next ones down the line, if they're a part of that, then you're going to see um, a diminishing sale for each one going on down. Maybe Wolverine's number two and X-Force is number three. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But um, by the time you get down to X-Corp or yeah. um, X-Factor, uh, you can't possibly maintain those sales. And, we're starting at such a lower number of people with the higher base that I don't know. I mean, you, you talk about wrestling a lot of times I've talked yeah. about wrestling uh, a number of times. You can even see it in just the ratings of the different promotions and things will happen. Like let's say an anniversary issue that costs $10 where something spikes, you yep. can call it a cell match or a blood match or whatever yeah. the hell you want to call it. Yeah. And then the numbers go up and then they go down and then they go up because of something else that they're doing. Oh, by the way, the next issue was a 25th issue, which is also coincidentally the 750th issue of the entire run. Yeah. And we're going to really double size it. And then it goes up and then it goes down and it's the beginning of a story arc and it goes down and <clears throat> you know, you can false inflate all these things, but we're not, we don't have a higher amount of people at the very top all the time. There yeah. was, uh, there was Scott Snyder was selling, I, I don't know, I'm, now I'm guesstimating, but it was like 100,000 every month. Sure. And it didn't matter if his comic was $3.99 or a special issue that was $5.99, it sold 100,000. Yeah. Uh, when you get to Tom King, it's selling 100,000, but it's a 50,000 every other week. So it's like, Oh, well, it's basically the same thing, except you're putting out two issues and it's all in one month. Yeah. Um, it, it, you tough. have your ways of doing your numbers and you can make it work the way you want, but um, there's definitely a decrease in, you know, we're working with a smaller amount at the very top is what I think it is. I think you're right. I, I think, I mean, piracy is, is piracy. I mean, there's no way around it. And I think Zub's comments were correct. It's, it's, it's wrong, but it's, I don't, I, I think, I think in terms of solutions, I think if you suddenly eliminated piracy, I don't think you'd see this huge corresponding jump in sales. Me either. And that's, that is then, then I think the problem that we should be solving is something else. And isn't anime or manga piracy more um, people getting it before it even gets translated to English? They're, they're getting it, and they're like me when I was getting Akira for the first time. You know, maybe you got it on Laserdisc, or maybe you got a bootleg copy, and it wasn't in English, and it might have had Japanese subtitles. Yeah. If you're lucky, all of that stuff, but if you didn't, then you got the uh, you got the print version, so you could read along with the pictures, and yep. those people a lot of times go and buy the book ultimately, though. They do. I, manga, it, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different factors there for sure. But um, I, I think it's it's one of those cases where there's there's a number of problems to be solved here. If you could like snap your fingers and solve just one of them and you said no more piracy, I don't think the comic industry would suddenly be uh, flush with cash. And I think no you have a problem. So. No, I think I, I, you know, I saw some stuff in the uh, in the in the chat. Number one, Zub, he's yeah. got uh, Steve Orlando. You know, he 
you know, X Pac <laughs> Heat. Um, you know, there's a there's a number of writers I can name that are like that. It has nothing to do with the quality sometimes of their work, but it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but also the money, uh, four ninety. But like I said, if you read that Wonder Girl and you spent five bucks for that book, you probably came out thinking you got your money's worth. Mm-hmm. So it, it you don't have to always. It doesn't have to always suck just because it costs a lot of money. That's true. Yeah, I think that the biggest and we can move on. But the biggest problem with piracy, in my mind, is it it creates this weird uh, view of uh, of what's going on in the industry where you'll go on to something like Twitter and Mark Millar posted a, a very good note today that, you know, 5% to 10%, probably closer to five of people on Twitter are actual comic purchasers, the people commenting. So you're, you'll, you'll have to see for himself. He put some analysis there, but he, it's, mm-hmm. I think that what happens is people will pirate the books who really have no intention of buying them. They'll go on social media and they'll make a lot of noise about it. The company and the creators are like, I've got a huge hit on my hands. And then they choose not to market maybe as aggressively as they should or be competitive with price or any number of things. And, you know, the book then people are magically surprised when it's selling under 20,000 copies. Um, so it's it's I think it, it can it, the whole practice can create a false expectation because the publishers aren't digging enough to really see where their sales are. But anyway. I think I think. Um advertising is so different than the way it used to be only what, like 10 or 20 years ago, even, um, you know, you advertise in a newspaper, you advertise in a magazine, you advertise in a comic book, you advertise on TV. And, you know, that was pretty, you know, radio, you know, you make radio ads. Uh, now you have radio that's not terrestrial. Now you have, uh, I'm watching TV on YouTube or Hulu or whatever it is. I might not have commercials because I, I paid the extra money. Mm-hmm. How do you get that stuff out? And um, it's, oh man, it just, it changes everything. You know, commercials are one of the reasons why, or advertisements are one of the reasons why comics used to be cheap. Now it's just Marvel advertising in their own mags with maybe a car ad, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, they used to like work hard at it. I don't stuff is like so different um if we i don't know if we could ever go back to that way but um the 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 usual way that we have you know the normal way of doing uh running your business the practices of every day has changed so much that we still i can still fast forward through all my you know mass singer commercials you know yeah (laughs) it stops for me i don't even have to pay attention to it anymore um, you know, it, it's true. Uh, I don't even know if that answers anything or if I it mean, even, uh, you know, is important, but it's hard to, it's, it's hard to get an answer right now. And I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. I, well, I want to get your take on these covers, but very quickly, um, what do thieves steal from your store? I mean, for me, comics, that's, that's what they're stealing comics, which is always yeah. the crappy part. It's what made me so angry back in the nineties. And you would get into that violence, uh, because when somebody like grabs a bunch of comics and like stuffs it in their shirt, the comics are ruined at that point. So you yeah. know, you know, not they've stolen from you, but even if you catch them, the, the product is done. So that that's what always got me very angry. How about you? What what do they steal from you? When I first opened, we had this guy that would come in, and we thought he was pretty special, and we didn't want to be, you know, we wanted to be cool, you know, like you know, very 
he would come in and say, oh, he's buying these previews magazines for his friends in the home that he, you know, lives at. And it was odd. And, you know, but then we noticed things were missing. And so yeah. then we realized it was this dude. And we're like, no way. He's like pretending to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Supposedly terrible. these guys go from town to town. When they find out a new store is opening up, they're going to hit these guys up. Uh, the most pissed off I ever got, though, was when somebody bought a, a Tokidoki t-shirt and could never have fit into it. Yeah. That yeah. pissed me off the most. How I about, uh, we got a combination. There's Venom 25, so we have something for kind of people who always say we talk about old stuff. How about this thing comic where they're clearly uh, trying to pretend that Batman is is coming into the picture? Oh, Batman. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Is that an Ernie Chan cover? I'm not quite sure. It doesn't really matter. Um, I don't think so. Maybe. That's probably the only thing that could get me to read Marvel 2 in one. <laughs> truthfully. I know there's a lot of people out there. I'm just pissed off. And I'm going to piss them off even more. Ron Wagner was a third-rate John Byrne. How you like oh, that? Oh, no. Or Ron Wilson, I mean. <laughs> whatever, whatever Ron it was, it doesn't even matter. I, did you did you see Bizarre Adventures was always this weird comic where the the story insides were sometimes they had really great ones and sometimes just garbage. Um, black and white though, right? Yeah, usually black and white. I think always black and white. Actually, the only one I ever got was no. I think I got another one, but I can't remember which one it was. Uh, the X Men one is yeah. the classic one to get. It has. All right, so I have a buddy. I took him home. And I'm like, oh my god, you have a street like Jean Grey used to live on. And if you read that Bizarre Adventures, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yep. A blind yep. spot. <laughs> it also had an Iceman story and a, what was the other one? Nightcrawler? Well, whatever. Um, those about, are the only Bizarre Adventures I really remember. How about the the era of romance comes? Girls Love, which which feels like, the I mean, the first page is a setup to We Know Where It's Going, which is the uh, everybody has someone to love except us. I know. What's wrong with us? I am so attracted to this comic book. I wish I would have been into romance comics for any length of time. Uh, actually, also Archie in those, like, if you follow any Instagram accounts or people that collect comic books, they always post those. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but it's like in the 50s. And those Archie with uh, Betty and Veronica covers are so freaking beautiful. Um, this reminds me of that, except like more seventies, more like the Wonder Woman white white suit covers. Yeah, what is this, Dick Giordano? Probably, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to do a retrospective on some of these. But uh, 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 so speaking of Superman screwing with Lois Lane, here is uh, Superman has de-aged Lois into a baby, or no? I maybe no. I, I don't. I don't even know. All I know is Superman's hanging out with Lana on the couch, and Lois has somehow been turned into a baby and is throwing blocks at him. That's the only way to take care of Lois. Yeah. Um, for real. Spanking and make her a kid, so it's okay to do it. Exactly. This is what went on in the 60s. Um, this reboot of Gen X was not the best. Really? I liked it. Really? This is <laughs> and Jubilee was a vampire, I believe. True. Um, Pina, I think, is a very interesting illustrator. Um, this is a Dodson cover. Yeah. And uh, what was this? Uh, somebody strain like Charlie strain or something like that. Um, Christina yeah. strain. Yep. Uh, I, I, I actually liked it. I didn't hate it. 
I thought it was interesting. It's following the kids in the school and, you know, yeah. Quentin being a dick and trying to, you know, lure somebody into being a little mischievous with him. But if you enjoy like kids in school class uh, storylines, I thought it was pretty good. How about uh, this, this uh, Jane Foster? What if Jane Foster found the hammer of Thor, uh, uh, which of course she, she then did in uh, Jason Aaron's run. Um did how did how did the uh, Jason Aaron Jane Foster Thor do in your shop? Oh God, it was amazing! And Berkeley at the height of our powers, and yeah. chicks coming in the store all the time, and uh, you know it was amazing. Uh, I'm I'm just joking about the the chicks part. It was uh, <laughs> it was men and women <laughs> buying Thor all the time. It was. Uh, it got bigger and better, but it was awesome to begin with. Uh, again, Ribich doing the artwork on the God Killer storyline. I, I like that arc. Yeah. Oh my god! And we're like, we have a store that like you tell somebody like, oh, check out this art on this one issue, and it was uh, Dos Pastaros, I think his name is, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, doing the drunk dragon partying with Thor, and Thor has to teach him a lesson story. That sells really well in my store. Yeah. And uh, Jane coming in, I mean, it was obvious that she was going to be the one. You give somebody a life-threatening disease, it's obvious they're going to be the person. I mean, what is this, Tommy is hush? You know, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, my favorite book here is All-Star Squadron. Yeah. Well, we, we saved that for last, yeah. I don't know. People always uh, struggle with that, but I mean, Jane Foster Thor was such a magical time of sales in, in my shop. That's all. I oh my God. It was so good. Um, I think it went on too long and the, and the renumbering hurt the series. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That this all starts. Uh, Hawkman being super pissed off was always a good time. You know, the thing about All-Star Squadron was the reason why the superheroes couldn't go to uh, Nazi Germany was there was like this magical force field that prevented them from going over there, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, I think I the, love that book. It's this the only World War II book I like. Yeah. Yeah. This That was, that was some good stuff. <laughs> For sure. Um. All right. How about uh, how about this? This uh, the vulture getting serious and is about to send Spider Man. He's put Spider Man in chains in a coffin and he's sending him into the incinerator. Well, there's no way he can escape that. How's he going to no. get out? I mean, he died after this issue. <laughs> what you don't know is that every Spider Man story that's happened after this is um, his last moments of life. That's right, and it's the yeah, or it's the vulture in his mask. We don't. He was the one banging MJ all those years. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's horrible. Um, I I love Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider Man, especially in the Carrion days. Um, yeah, yeah. Those that's probably like the the best. Like my greatest time reading comics was seventy nine to like eighty seven, probably. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean there hasn't been really spectacular stuff since then, um, and stuff that I think is even better than all of that. Hi, uh, I like the uh, I like the big the giant size Fantastic Four here, where you've got the threat of Annihilus. Everybody, <laughs> Reed's gonna go. The thing is here, we got to stop him, or Susie's a goner. The torch is in action, and Sue's got a baby. <laughs> well, she's uh she's doing the most important work here. Let's be honest about that's true. Yeah, 
And not only that, with as messed up as Franklin is, uh, this is uh, important work right now. Yeah. So, no, and Nihilus, he gets beaten every other um, you know year or two. So yeah. you only get a few, you know, fifty years to raise a kid. Yeah, <laughs> true. I do I, absolutely. The Spawn covers here are just to shut Mumbles up. That's that's absolutely what's going on there, dude. Spawn covers. Uh, I remember, Pete. Man, when you when you have people come in the store and they want to be like cooler than cool, they'd be like, you know, the Spawn, you know, the Spawn, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> but let's be real, Capullo was killing it with whatever McFarlane helped him with here. And I knew that when I heard he was going to be on Batman, a lot of people were kind of like, you know, shitting on it because you're right. You know, you're right. It was, that was so they weird. really were. But I, I'm like, you guys are fools. His stuff on X Force, yes, and uh, Quasar was actually quite solid and like real art. You know, real comic book art. It blows my mind. Yeah, there people forget when the new fifty two hit and uh, Capullo was going to be on Batman. There was a decent amount of like, this is going to suck. Yeah, and the that, other thing is Spawn. Yeah, and it blows my mind though. I mean, like, come on, you've got Spawn and Shadows with the capes and the. I mean, come on, like, of all the books that you could put Capullo on in DC, Batman's the ringer. Yeah, that was like a thing going on. It so like I had some uh, uh, ties at Image for a while, and because um, they were in Berkeley, and uh, Eric Larson helped me get um, somewhat get, helped me get the store going. Yeah, okay. um, that's, that's a big why, old story. That's why you get Savage Dragon? There you have exactly. it. Exactly. That's okay. why I get Savage Dragon. Eric, remember that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I had heard that. Like, you know, they wanted to get Capullo to keep on doing something for them. But he was like, oh, no, I got a big project. I got to be uh, quiet about. <laughs> and it was the new 52, which was basically the only book that sold. Yeah. Um, although you might want to do those Wonder Womans. I don't think you did those, right? No, I, those did okay. Those yeah, they, they were good. Um, how about the uh, Kingpin uh, getting to the Twin Towers before Al-Qaeda? <laughs> I... I well, now I know I need to get that issue number one because I always try and collect the uh, World Trade Center issues. Uh, yeah. I didn't even know that I was trying to collect them, but I just found out I was. There was this Wonder Woman issue where she flies her invisible plane through them. Yeah, but it's okay. It's all right. There was no gas or whatever. Oh you no, know, fucking shit up. <laughs> um, and there's that uh, Kazar Photoshop cover. You know. Yeah. Um, yep. And, you know, just any, oh, and, and even better. And it, it started with my buddy. He, he drew a word balloon on a Justice League International where Martian Manhunter sitting on a hill looking at the World Trade Center. And in oh, the oh. word balloon, he said, and I'll blame it on Al-Qaeda oh, or on Bin Laden. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh my no. God, it's the greatest thing. I love working at a comic store because shit like that happens, you know? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> terrible, tasteless stuff that we get in. in oh, uh, but Spidey Super Stories is probably, uh, Electric Company is probably the reason why I read comic books. Yeah. Um, it was all about the Electric Company, um, the Spider-Man stories. I remember the one with the, uh, the B, I can't remember what her name is right now, but mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, one of those crazy. Oh, these covers. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, that. That Daredevil's pretty awesome, right? 
Everybody's going to talk about the Wolverine She, but we'll get there in a second. Daredevil by Miller. Yeah. How can you go wrong? I yeah. mean, Klaus Janssen saved so many careers. Oh, for a hundred percent. That that is like the the hero of inking for. I was um so on my channel Fantastic Comics I was doing um uh, we'll call it an unboxing or something, and I went through a comic and I'm like holy cow Jim Mooney did this issue you know Jim Mooney did so many comics in the 70s, but Klaus Janssen in the 80s and 90s oh my gosh, um he was important yeah yeah that Daredevil's great. It, was it, that a Stiltman issue? I'm assuming. I can't remember. I'm I'm sure it was, but uh, yeah, which is a good reminder. Fantastic comics on YouTube. Subscribe to you all, please. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> get in there and yeah. Let's get us to a thousand people, and then I can leave leave community notes. It'll that's like, right. You get get them to a thousand, and then you make thousands of dollars a day on YouTube. That's what happens. <laughs> I just want to leave little notes. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let let you all have some notes. So get the get us yeah. some. We got to do this. These um, Hulks. Oh my God! It's all about the Moon Knight issues in the back of the Hulks, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, or didn't like Bruce's um uh, father's uh um treatment of him in youth. Didn't that come out in the rampaging Hulk also? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I, I, well done. I, so thank you, Mumbles. You bring the this, this <laughs> you all night. That's exactly what's happening to the Hulk here. Uh, that those Legos screw you every single time. Uh, There's no way the Hulk. Look, he might be the strongest one there is, but Legos. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You can't. Legos are going to always get, get you. No, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, there's there's Captain America fighting Magneto. Classic issue. Classic yeah. annual. Um. Wolverine, uh, she, I, what, what, what cracks me up about this is a, this is a tower records exclusive cover. I believe Damn, tower got in the game. Yeah. I wonder how much, uh, Billy Tucci made off that. I, I can, I can't imagine that. Oh my God. It was, that was the heydays. That was like, uh, QBC days, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. I remember, like, I wanted to break into comics. Oh, you know what? Let's exploit a woman uh, for my advertisement. That's exactly what I'm going to do. It was uh, what she would do. Why wouldn't I? You know? Yeah. I, um, I, I was in my 20s, so let's be nice to me. <laughs> I felt poor, poor she here. Like, the, the hips don't lie or really appear in this. Dude, I liked Whisper more. Yeah, can I, uh, can I say that right now? Yeah, that's uh, Whisper was the uh, the ninja lady I like the most. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about art, but those hips look. Uh, she could use more, <laughs> more butt. <laughs> she could use a little more um, rump for sure. Yeah. yeah, I do. I'm gonna continue to just use that joke forever. Sometimes people hand you a gift, uh, which is very nice. Oh, I would I would play it up all the time. Uh, or you ever. can't draw. Oh, well, I mean, I understand what he's saying. You know, oh, he's he's not like wrong, I can't way. draw stick figures. So what you guys are doing looks like um, amazing illustrations. But I know the difference between you guys and oh, I don't know, Perch. What are you doing? Like a, a knockoff Art Adams or something like I'm that? A, I am, I'm a total knockoff Art Adams. Absolutely. Now, what's he doing? What's he doing? A knockoff or Herb Trimpey or something? Sure. Like that? I, I mean, I mean, he should. If he's not going to do interiors, <laughs> and damn it, I'm going to. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, <laughs> but like I, I said, stick figures. But you know what? I know how to lay out a page. I, I, it's in my head. I know how to do it. 
I know how to drink, so I've got that. <laughs> uh, speaking oh, of it, yeah. uh, Steve Dillon, Punisher, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this was is was this the this was one of the best runs of Punisher I think that there was. Yeah, I mean, is there? All right, so I felt we're talking about Punisher Max, not this the was, funny yeah. Punisher. This was this was Marvel Knights, right? Um, so whatever, I'm, I'm talking about the serious one, not the Russian with the boobs, but the but yeah. Barracuda storyline. Yep, I felt every other storyline was excellent, and then the other ones were okay, passable. Yeah. Uh, Punisher, not my favorite, but you get to that Barracuda storyline. That's good stuff. It is. Uh, it's as Tarantino as. So I felt way back in the day that Marvel should say, "Here's a million dollars," because supposedly that's what big Hollywood scripts were costing, like Boy Last Boy Scout and stuff. Yeah. Here's a million dollars, Tarantino. Write Punisher for us, because obviously Punisher or Nick Fury were the characters that he needed to write the most, and they never did it. But this is as close to that as possible, and especially the Barracuda storyline. Mm-hmm. That is genius. Uh, he cuts off that dude's fingers, and he's like, oh, I put him on ice. And he's like, well, I hope you put him in a bag because you're going to ruin the tendons. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, it, it's, I, I, Ennis uh, was just he, – he, he made some amazing stories there. I, I always I, – I absolutely love those. Um we do. Uh, yes. By the way, it, yes. Com- multiple comics are being made. Uh, I'm gonna have, but um, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna look like shit, but they're they're out there. No. Well, you know what? The thing is, though, is um, Art yeah. Adams can't do an entire page in a year anyway. So yeah, much like you me. know, some knockoff version, thirty pages worth or something, should be okay. Yeah, and it only takes me a year to make a page too. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it's it's coming, but the difference, and I, I have another uh, comic that I'm, I'm helping a friend that's going to be put out that is actually at the printers right now. But the deal is that uh, it, it's going to it's it's going to be all these books are going to be fully done and printed, and then the then the crowdfunding will begin. So awesome! The, I'm going to try. We want the fulfillment to come out like within days. Are you going to do um, one of those like incentives? Like you know, you'll get cards if you reach probably this not. Amount I mean, stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it all fucked up and wrong i'm just gonna just here's the comic and then like all you know you're not gonna co- make it like cost like what it would on the shelf of a comic store minus pretty, the uh pretty close to it yeah including shipping yeah <gasps> so you're gonna lose money is what you're telling yeah me. maybe yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> no, true i i'm going to i'm going to do the most disastrous insane thing uh you're anyway it will be fun. no i totally um think that's like an awesome thing to do and you know, this is like one of those. Let, let's let's do a perch promo for a second. Why would I charge people for shitty art anyway? Uh, this is like one of those. Um, you know how you, you people like to say, "Look at me, I'm I'm sticking it to these people." Yeah, whoever these people might be. This is the comic book. You you got it in for Marvel, Image, DC. Look, I got reasons why you should have it in for Image. These motherfuckers don't want to do any good stories for Marvel and DC because they ain't going to make any money out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you about Marvel and DC. These motherfuckers don't want to pay anybody for really good stories. But you know what? Perch wants to rip himself off. But if he should make some money off of this, 
compared to all these other MFers, including the people that charge $25 for shipping. Oh, you've, you've drank some beer. Then holy cow. Yeah. Think well, of what that would say to people. It will be Think of that. And I mean, like, all the 16,000 subscribers. Yeah. Like, seriously, for yeah. once. For <laughs> once. If you're ever going to do it. Regardless yeah. if it's on Indiegogo we, or we Kickstarter all or a Patreon yeah. page, just buy the F and book and buy a physical copy because he'll have to ship it out. And think of all the work Perch will have to do. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, make make me do work. That is true. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is we know that at least uh, 90% of the subs are Russian bots. So that's the problem. Oh, well, um, I don't know what you pay for, yeah. but I just found out. Then on my Yule Carter channel, I have no subscribers as of today. None. Now, nobody go and subscribe to Yule Carter. We're only talking about Fantastic Comics, which does have subscribers. But all of a sudden today, I have zero subscribers. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no reminder. There we go. By the way, so people in the chat, um, look, uh, I, I have no issue with what uh, Zach said. Uh, he, he did, as he said, he, he reached out and said, hey, I'm going to, you know, uh, be rough on on your style and i don't i don't mind he wasn't wrong i'm not an artist so I, i'm not offended so it's it totally fine don't no worries all good um meanwhile the legion of superheroes are battling a planet with chains around it i mean they're energy chains that so come awesome on spawn cover. fans you got to be buying this fucking thing that's an awesome cover um yeah i dig it um legion's gonna be really cool in just a few minutes so you know, um, might as well pick this one up too. Yeah, all all very good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, there's some good stuff. I, I I yeah, I love DC covers. They um they were great back in the day. They were they're so quaint. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Not enough yellow, but that's okay. You know, but man, this Brainiac. Remember when Brainiac first started off, and there was those Gil Kane covers, and. uh and Lex Luthor changed into that green costume. Boy, yeah. those were the days. There's, there's, it's good stuff. I, I love it. It's all, it's all good. All right. Um, do you remember when Tomb Raider was like the hottest selling book for, for like a couple of years? I don't remember that it actually sold, but <laughs> I do remember it coming out. And now the covers are so hot. In the collector community, I wish I could purchase sure. them myself. Yeah. If you have a Slab 9-8, holy cow, this cover by Jusco, who yeah. personally, I'm more of an Adam Hughes fan, not a yeah. Joe Jusco. Um, Joe Jusco, the, that cover of Alien Legions he did back in the 80s, I think that ass was what created his entire career. I agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. Oh, but that Green Lantern. Oh, that was a spec book. Let me tell you. This is written by Jeff Thorne uh, because Hal's getting tortured here and uh, they're about to remove his hand. So You can't remove a Green Lantern's hand. That ring's protecting it, fool. Yeah. I, I, he, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Besides, he would just, Hal could find other places to put that ring. That's right. He could. Yeah. Um, I love that. That's what Joe Staten artwork, I think. Yep. Didn't you do a uh, uh, an interview with him? I did an interview with Staten. And man, if you, that one's awesome, by the way. Staten needs so much more love than he is. He is <sighs> he's great. good. He's, um, he's, he's yeoman all the way. 
Um, you know, like uh, think of oh, your yeah. Leonard Kirks or um, uh, your Bryant, your your Kitsons, Barry Kitsons. Yeah, uh, Joe Staten's like a '70s version of him. He, he he did everything. I mean, I think that's what people don't. Yeah, like he's he's got legitimate claim to say like I drew all the DC characters. Oh sure, and that's awesome. Um, and he's good too. Like when I when I dog on someone, like I've dogged on uh, Wes's show about Bob Hall. I'm looking at West Coast Avengers right there. Like Bob again, we're talking. He's not Perch, and Bob Hall's great if you think of it that way. But um, <laughs> you're one brand. <laughs> Perch is, you know, come on, Perch. Seriously, Joe Jusco, uh, Bob Hall, way above him. But let, let's be real. When a person dies and you're saying how much of a legend they are, if they're Bob Hall, you mm -hmm. really have to start considering whether what you're talking about. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and Joe Staten, man, <laughs> Yeoman, all the way. I love his work. But uh, is he bringing anybody to the, the story or is it Green Lantern? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just fucking around. I love Joe Staten. I hate Bob Hall, but I love Joe Staten. <laughs> I love I love the definitive view here. Um, no, Joe Staten's great. Uh, just you know, and and um, yeah, first issue of it. This is back when uh, Marvel would do a limited series and they would sell really well, and then they would keep going. And and actually would turn into an ongoing series. As oh my god! I know it's the opposite now, where it's uh, we do an ongoing series, and then we pretend it's a limited series when we uh, cancel it in three issues. So. Do you remember when they were like, finally Wolverine got his own series? Yeah, <laughs> I, those are so funny. People the, like the covers, like but fi yeah, finally a an uh, like well actually Wolverine had his limited series first. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah. finally, Wolverine gets a limited series, you know, and it's like the today, like the bartender in the Madripoor bar would have a, a series uh, that, well, I mean, when, when are we getting the blob bartender book? That's probably coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't don't give me, get me started on like the new people. I'd rather like, you know, the thing is, is like when I'm making fun of old people, it's with love and. If I'm making fun of somebody new, um, it probably doesn't have that that same. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like Al Milgram. Like that's the easiest person to make fun of. <laughs> um, you know, because like he totally didn't deserve his station, but at the same time, he did. He made sure he had all the work to do. You know. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I got writing credit too. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, Al Milgram. But I read a lot more of his stuff than anybody else. This is why we got to get back to a shop. Because right now, if you were in Yule's shop, we'd be having this conversation and drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I love I love talking about the old timers. And again, you know, it comes like if Joe Staten heard this and he was like, oh man, that guy's an asshole talking about me that way. <laughs> fuck you. I got all your goddamn Green Lantern issues. Trust me. <laughs> He would not. Um, you know, same thing with you, uh, West Coast Avengers. Um, do you well, know actually, that was my buddy George, and we made fun of him. So you've, you've heard these a lot of these interviews, though. Um, the the like the the guys like Staten and uh, and and R R Richard Case, and, and I mean, just some of these guys are they're incredibly humble. They're like, yeah, I was yeah. okay. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, um, Case was showing this this page of like this insane uh like detailed uh Sistine Chapel looking page or no it was the it was the uh Cecilia de Familia and 
it, it's like, ah, you know, it's, I know it doesn't look that good. And it's like, fuck that, that it's a, it's incredible what these people are doing. And that like state in the same way. It's like, well, yeah, you know, I, I, I was all right. I, I did a few things. Okay. It's like, you, you, you carried in DC for months. I mean, Dude, they did. He did, man. He was there the whole man. When nobody read DC comics, Joe Staten was freaking him and Je him and Kurt Swan and Jim Aparo were doing everything. <laughs> I, it is so funny. I, I mean, it's, it's, like you compare some of these people who are just absolute legends in comics and they are the most humble people today. And it's, it's, I mean, same thing when we did that Nancy Collins interview and, and she's talking about the swamp thing run. She's like, I did a few things. It's like, fuck, you had a, you had a she long had, run, man. She had a, uh, she had a, she had a hard road to toe there. Um, following yeah. some comic geniuses. Yeah. and uh veach and more and then all the artists also on top of it no for sure i yeah it's 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 funny to me uh but but anyway so hey this was the week we got the dc universe rebirth great issue yeah man. um that uh that was the i'm sorry for doing what we did to new 52 <laughs> <laughs> It was this weird apology that kind of comic that it was. Well, I don't know. It was it was very humble and it was funny. It was, it was refreshing. It was a good marketing approach at the time because they were like, uh, "Yeah, we kind of fucked up, but come back and we got some comics here." And it felt so surprising. I remember saying, "Like, I wonder how long this is going to last." And as it turned out, you know, about a year and a couple months. What do you think is up with Jeff Johns? I mean, now he's doing Justice Society, but he's also doing that Image Geiger book, and he's on the outs with people in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Is that... Maybe. I love Jeff Johns. I mean, not everything he's done is, like, the greatest thing ever, like some people want to think, but um, yeah. as far as people that, like, can bridge the gap between old and new, Jeff Johns is the guy for DC, 100%. I think so. I mean, I think he's very valuable for the company right now. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there and there's a lot of shifting around and um, it, it, what's, what's a little weird to me is I, well, I don't know the best way to put it, but I keep, I keep seeing these interviews with people. Uh, Josh Williamson was the latest one where he's like, uh, I'm very excited. Now we've got creative freedom to do everything we wanted to do. And it's not a fair comment on him because he's not doing these books. But then I look and, and the, we're getting like police state Gotham. And I'm like, was this, is this really creative freedom? I'm like, Gotham's been police state Gotham, like at least 8 billion times in the last two years. I it's, it's, it's a weird, I, the company seems odd uh, at right now. I, I, I don't know what's going on with Jeff Johns. Who, who knows? I'm taking everything that even Marvel, um, anything that DC and Marvel are putting out right now, if it's something that I really enjoy. So case in point, uh, I, Daniel Warren Johnson on uh, Beta Ray Bill or Mark Russell on Fantastic Four Life Story. Uh -huh. uh, maybe uh, the, the Spider-Man stuff that I'm reading right now, I'm enjoying. I definitely like the miniseries. I also like the main series. Uh -huh. um, you know, like if I can stick with those for as long as possible and take with that what I can and ignore all the rest, it will be not unlike me buying something from another company 
whether it be Image or Dark Horse or Oni or whatever. And it, I, I think about it as I, I'm diversifying the comic books that I read, my portfolio. It's mm-hmm. not all, it's finally, finally, everybody, it's not all Marvel. Finally, it's not all DC. This might actually be the time where, you know, um, I like Jeff Johns and he's going to be doing Justice League. He also does Geiger for Image. And um, there are other things to purchase that are out there. If you like Cantwell, for whatever reason, (laughs) on (laughs) Iron Man, then he's doing that other book, Blue Flame. It's going on for Volk. Oh, wait, no, yeah, Blue Flame, yeah. (laughs) Hellcat, exactly. Um, there's other things to read from other people. And if you're, um, what I like to do when I go into comic store and I like to say I have $25 and I want to spend $25 and I might go over a little bit depending on what I purchase. But if I don't purchase a lot of individual issues, what I'll do is I'll get a collection so that I can spend that same amount of money all the time because I, Know that there are comic books out there. Like case in point, I'm looking at New Mutants right now. Get the epic collection that has this in it. Uh, do you want to read the Secret Wars that has the first Spider-Man? Personally, Spider-Man beating up the X-Men was BS and I think the issue three. <laughs> um, but that's just me personally. And I was kind of like poo-pooing Secret Wars all the way through. Um, but if you want the first issue of Spider-Man getting the black costume, that costs hundreds of dollars, yep. maybe thousands. Yep. You can get it in a collected form right now. And, you know, there are these things to get. If something is not uh, exciting you right now, just wait. There will be something coming out later. And in the meantime, there's something you can collect that uh, will excite you. That's me. I think that's well said. Um I, I like the Sinkevich Demon Bear stuff. I thought that was very good. <laughs> it's the best. I also, I why didn't, you know, of all the characters, I, I would have loved for, like, Reed Richards just, just fucking murder the Red Ghost. Like, this dumb <laughs> old, fucking animals. I just, I hate this character. And even here, like, you could see on Reed's face, he's like, why am I fucking putting up with this asshole again? It's like, just... Just nobody, everybody would have given Reed a pass if he just would have killed him and the three damn monkeys. Like, wasn't he like a Soviet guy? Um, the Red yeah. Ghost, yeah. yeah, he was a Soviet guy and his three fucking monkeys that nobody gave a shit. Yeah, man. And not only that, uh, when they Heroes Reborn or Returned or whatever it was, they went straight back to a Red Ghost storyline, too. That was pretty weird, yeah. I, I... <laughs> Murder that character. I just fucking murder that character. Can we make fun of Scott Lobdell just for a moment? Since I mean, uh, sure. yeah, why not? All right. Uh, that's it. Just me making fun of Scott Lobdell. Holy cow, Spider Woman. Yeah. The the title that kept going on. We're like, all right, finally, the last issue is Spider Woman. Oh, no, no. <laughs> there's Not more. Solic- there's more. Yes. I wish I had that issue right now. Yeah, that's worth some money, actually. Yeah, I mean, not much, but some, right? Oh, I bet it's worth a lot. I bet. I don't. I don't think it's worth that much, actually. All right. Well, I mean, mine no. eight would be worth a lot. That's a variant cover, so that may be worth more. Oh, okay. Very yeah. Good. I mean, you know, and and there, there's Tarzan running around, and he's popular with the ladies. And dude, Tarzan is um, 
is a wonderful comic book. If you read the DC comic books, they uh they're all by Joe Kubert, and yeah. you know that's exactly what he wants to be doing. That and like uh, Sergeant Rock or something like that. The uh, now, hang on a second. Keeper Riley John says that uh, Nazi Cap killed the Red Ghost. Did that happen? Because if so, then good for Nick Spencer. He did the right thing. All of the Hydra Cap was justified there in killing that son of a bitch. I do you hate a Nazi Cap? Uh, you know, I, I did. I thought that was a I actually did a video on this that will come out some month. Um, where that idea I heard the pitch for this idea before the book came out. And it was a good pitch. And the, the book did not, it was one of those like, this is a good idea in theory that I think did not execute at all, like as intended. It was like um, every issue was like, uh, uh, Cap has to be a bad guy, but at the same time, he has to do something good so that it doesn't look like he's being a total bad guy all the time. Yeah. And it was like, for like two years. <laughs> that it, <way. laughs> it, it's funny. It's the, there's, there's this whole interesting process where there's a lot of, and I, I'll bet Jeff's still in the chat, but I mean, this wouldn't be fair to get him to comment on, but it's um, there. I hear a lot of pitches over time from writers and they're usually all at the idea stage, especially when you're drinking They're They're all great. Um, but Many of them just when you get to the execution part, it goes completely sideways, and that's that's true of a lot of a lot of runs lately. I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure I was not in the room, but I'm sure the Ten of Swords pitch sounded amazing. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe right not. Now. I'm just, <laughs> there's something that happened between like the uh, hey, here's what we're gonna do. And then you see how it plays out, and it's like, well, that that didn't go like it planned. I, I don't know. They should have like um, in their Zoom meetings. They should have like Uber fan, yeah, and Uber fan that's negative all the time, yeah. You know? So that they can like, uh, that sounds horrible. Yeah, like I don't, I don't really have a problem with all these costumes and sure. seeing the people that come in the store that are actually excited for this. Yeah. I, I think this is going to win out. I'm, I'm, I'm totally excited for this. Um, but as far as like sitting down and reading every issue, ugh. this is one of those where I, we should get uh, Jeff and, and, and Zub and, um, and Murphy and a few other people and do this, this like a panel. And this would be one of like the perfect ones is what happened. Like you get the pitch and then maybe what the company needs in terms of timing, the different care. Like, it's like, hey, I love your pitch, except the three main characters you're going to use can't be used. So here's three different ones to insert into it. And like, how does it get from point A to point B where it just goes? It, it just like at, at this point, it's not even your original pitch anymore. Um, well, the thing is, is like, I, I feel like pitches, the the rumor or the way they, they have recorded it, uh, when they discussed killing Superman. It was um, yeah. one of those things where I just threw it out there and everybody was like, Oh yeah, let's do that. You know, yep. that type of thing. Yep. And every pitch ever since then feels the same way. It's like, well, let's have a gala. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do that. Well, wouldn't it be great if like none of the X-Men could possibly die 
And Moira was the reason why all these different incarnations of the X-Men even exist in the first place. Sure. Yeah, I, do it. you wonder? I, I just I this is like this this is fun speculation. This, this can ruin your weekend, everybody here in the chat, just to, to kind of think about this. Like at what point was like the Hellfire Gala? Was there an initial idea saying, hey, you know what we should do? We should have like a you know, a party where we announce these this new team of X-Men, and then we'll get some crazy costumes and there'll be a murder there and it will be, you know, if, if people will be having a good time, defenses will be down and then there will be some kind of buddy gets murdered and and then we'll announce the new X-Men team and it'll be cool and that'll be our issue. And then that's the initial pitch. And then somehow that gets from that idea to let's make it 12 issues and invite Eminem. Like, <laughs> that's, Sorry. No, uh... right? I mean... I just wonder, like you could take almost all these ideas and you just you just wonder how they evolved. Like uh, this is where, yeah, I, I want to, I definitely, I, I want to interview Jerry Duggan and I want to say, so what do you think? Like we, how do we get, and, and in many cases, maybe people can't say, and that's fine. But I just, you, you just wonder, like, like Jason Aaron was doing his War of the Realms thing. And at what point did it become, hey, uh, you know, Malekith is going to do some shenanigans here to, Hey, let's do a whatever it was, eight part limited series with eight thousand uh, tie-ins, and uh, you know, Venom will become a fucking sword. And like, I, at what point does it go weird? I don't know. I just want to say that the greatest issue of Avengers ever, and I, I know there's going to be a lot of people that would have a problem with this, was Assistant Editor Month when they had David yeah. Letterman in it. <laughs> you got Hawkeye with his hearing impairment. Yep. You got them on the show defeating a villain who got created in that issue. And it's just one of the greatest nothing issues of all time. And you couldn't possibly have that if it wasn't for, I don't know, um, uh, some corporate um mandate to get something out there that basically yeah. what i'm saying is that you know don't don't poo poo that m&m appearance just yet it may be possibly the greatest x-men appearance of all time and uh <laughs> i love that david letterman one though that comic is uh <laughs> is a grail for me i want to get it in the most pristine condition of all time even if i have to get it slabbed yeah, okay. uh it, it even it's written like david letterman was uh in the comic book i just love that one uh the the uh night not ready for primetime players is a pretty good issue also I, uh, by the way, hello, Joe, and, and glad you could join us. Uh, the, the Joe blew us off earlier, so that's, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He had, he had good things to do. Joe, Joe helps me out with so many things on the channel. I mean, we have to be honest here. The majority of the, the subs and the good quality content are a result of Joe. I do all the filler that, that pumps it all up, but, uh, no, uh, I, I want to, I want to thank Joe also, if I can really quick for uh, coming on last minute to talk about Red Room, even though you and Perch already did that. Um, I had no idea. You did it first. Oh well, it came out first. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> all that counts, man. That's all that counts. <laughs> but is... I mean, I'm I, I'm not really trying to pilfer your guests, you and Wes. It was just a, an instant where I thought it would actually work out. You should no, I, Joe is a, is a very smart mind, and anybody you, you you should definitely always get Joe on your channel for yeah. sure. 
No, he's awesome, man. Let me let me know. Uh, not only did I have to reorder um, uh, a Red Room, and I had to reorder uh, some of the other comics I talked about. I had to reorder Beckstar, and I sold out really quick. And um, of course, you know, um, I have a friend called uh, named Tyler Shaneline who did the beef. Yeah. And one of the things I did was I, I let people know that uh, by purchasing this book, you are actually helping my uh, common law brother-in-law's children, you know, my nephews, if you will. Nice. And it's the same way for uh, Beckstar. If you come into my store and you buy Beckstar, you're helping my buddy Joe out. And I yeah. really appreciate it. That's That's the right thing to do. I, I don't know. We, we, we definitely have to do more on the, like, where did the pitch go wrong? And some ideas that maybe they were good ideas at the time, like, uh, you know, let's nail down Greg Brooks to be in Crimson Avenger. And then later you realize that, you know, that was a bad plan. Yeah, it was a plan. Yeah. 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 That's going <laughs> to go over the head of 99% of the people in chat, but that's okay. <laughs> um, this, this week gave us Civil War II issue zero. Oh, um, I sold it well. Um, that's the best I can tell about tell you about that. Yeah, this um, that issue. I I, I remember. I, so I have this the the, uh, the theory because I and I've done enough of the numbers to know where it's going. Uh, this this event screwed up so many uh, so many comics. Uh, it it the, the sales dropped significantly on almost everything. It did. And, uh, you know, I, I do subscribe to the, uh, idea that it really ruined the Ms. Marvel, um, Kamala Khan character and sales prove it. I mean, uh, it, it just wasn't good. Carol looked bad when you, when you make Iron Man, Tony Stark look like the hero of the story, you, you have, uh, you have screwed up somewhere. Yeah. That's what I think. It was amazing how, um, and the outcome of this story was that Carol would be the most popular character in in, in continuity and storylines. She was going to be the most popular character in in the world. Dude, was the she, was, she was using a, an inhuman's power to foresee the future in order to punish people before they actually did the things that they d- were going to do. Yeah, how, who, but this goes back to the, the pitch. Like, at what point, this is a Bendis book, and I mean, a number of people were involved. This is a big company line event, so none of the other books are going to spin out on this. And there's like, here's what we're going to do. Uh, Iron Man versus Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is using, you know, pre-justice, using this inhuman kid. And we're going to jail people before they've committed crimes. But at the end, she's going to be the good guy. And by the way, we're going to, you know, put, we're going to murder Rhodey and uh, put She-Hulk in a coma and kill the Hulk. Like what, what was going on in that room? Sorry. So there is those elements. Like if you're like, okay, uh, She-Hulk goes in a coma and she's going to come out PTSD and have all this other stuff go on. Okay. I understand that. That's understandable. That's cool. Yeah. But um, uh, pitting heroes against each other. Again, going back to wrestling, this isn't something you want to do. Face face is not the the Always dynamic, yes, that you ever want to see. Heel heel, maybe because someone's ultimately going to become a face in that situation. Yeah, but face face is only hurting somebody, and that's what was happening with Iron Man and Captain Marvel. And the thing is, is that Captain Marvel and Captain, or I'm sorry, Iron Man and Captain America 
have years and years and years and years of history, but Captain Marvel and anybody doesn't, unless they're Wolverine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't think that she was not not only was she not the right character uh, to play it off of Civil War two off of the first one where it was Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't work. It's it's. I think it would be fascinating to hear kind of the the original pitch and then what came out the other end and kind of like where where did this go sideways? But uh, but anyway, well, um, and you get you get um, uh, the murder of uh, Bruce Banner, Hulk. Yep, and the murder and, of Tony at the end, for that matter. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff. here. Like, there's elements of it that I'm like, okay, well, if you told me that this was going to happen, that's something that I'm okay with. So, yeah, Bret that's Hart, interesting. Bret Hart's Stone Cold work, but going into that, Bret was being billed as a face, and and Stone Cold was being billed somewhat as a heel, and they did the they did the swap during oh, that. Oh my god! Uh, so now, you're talking about WrestleMania. Uh, I can't remember what number, but uh, uh, greatest WrestleMania match of all time is what you're talking about. And it was the uh, face turn to heel, heel turn to face. The only only thing is that Stone Cold keeps the the outlaw face thing going. And it blurs the line. And you're seeing in comics a lot these days where... There aren't people that are necessarily like Ms. Marvel. She can yep. um, she can uh, jail people <laughs> depending on what Captain Marvel has gleaned from this Inhuman. <laughs> yes, it was a weird. It was, but it did it did uh, very negatively affect all almost every title that turned that tied into it. And I, I haven't just gone through all the books. It may be all titles that tied into it. Suffered. Yeah. It was uh, it was crazy. But uh, there's George Perez on. Changeling, it's, that's cool. Not only that, he was doing the regular series at the time. Yeah, uh, little kid Yule wrote in when he thought Changeling was going to die to uh, Deathstroke. Now, where did you write in asking for uh, the character to be spanked? No, but I was. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have been okay if he got spanked, but um, he got a blast. Uh, a a bow stick blast electric blast to the chest and i begged for his life to be spared and uh that was uh thank god that never got printed everybody (laughs) who who joined this show in the last 45 minutes that did not see the lois lane letter is thoroughly confused by what's (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so glad that none of my letters ever got printed in comic books how embarrassing would that be I, that'd be great. Uh, I do like, I, I also, I love this Batman cover, by the way, of just, I, I liked to your point earlier, DC had these great covers that, that you, you wondered what was going on. It gave you a lot of incentive to open up the book. And this was like, God, why is Alfred dropping his tea? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and word balloons on the cover are, yeah. it, it, again, it's a thing that we look at now and we think, Oh, that's so quaint that somebody will do something so retro. Yeah, but um, these covers were dynamic. Uh, you know, anywhere from probably like I assume it was like the Infantino days going up to like the eighties. They were so dynamic and powerful and um, different than what the nineties brought us. And yeah. uh, colors were more. I mean, in a way, they were more important 
not the paper or the quality like it happened in the 90s. But, you know, um, again, I'm no artist. I have no idea. But Well, neither am I. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hear you're a shit artist. That's fucking And right, that's man. what yeah. you get. But yeah. um, at least you can put the paper, you know, the, the, you know, get the image down on paper. So that's important. You want to very quickly, I, well, it's not going to work, but uh, the, the feel, the, the face heal thing. Is there a yeah. way to explain that? I, I do have an idea. I, yeah. Um, think of Spider-Man and, uh, and how Peter Parker is in the movie. Yeah. And then think of how Doc Ock is in the comic book. And then think of how he is in the movie. Is he more sympathetic in the movie than he is in the comic book? And that's what the difference between a face and a heel is. You can't have you like you can have things that are believable that make you understand why where the heel is coming from. But mm -hmm. if you are a face, you are totally against every aspect of that. There can't be like it's the difference between Ice or um, uh, Professor Freeze in the Bruce Tim cartoon and how we really feel for him. You can't do that with Doc Ock. He's a piece of shit. Doc Ock has to always be that way. Yeah. And if he isn't anymore, then you've changed that character from being a face to a heel. And um, there's also uh, uh, areas of gray. That's where Stone Cold comes in. He's the kind of guy that will beat up an authority figure. He's a tweener is what he is. Yeah, exactly. He's a tweener. Yeah. And, uh, and, and he gets away with doing bad guy things to good guy people. But you can't do that all the time. Uh, you have to have your uh, superheroes be superheroic. That's why you don't want Spider-Man uh, shooting a gun. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't want Batman shooting a gun. Can't do the uh, yeah. It can happen from time to time. Yeah. But it shouldn't. It's, uh, by the way, absolutely loved uh, the Harleen series you did. So thank you very much. I, I enjoyed that. Are you just talking about Stephen um, Subchick? Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he um, is a fantastic illustrator. Yes, he's the opposite of me. He's very good. He almost saved Rat Queens. <laughs> okay. well, that's a whole different conversation. Oh, you stay on Rat Queens, Stephen. <laughs> I, lo I, love the, I love the composition of, of his pages. Absolutely incredible. He's great. Um, I'm assuming it's all digital, but as far as digital artists are concerned, aces. Aces all the way. Yeah. I love the fact that you get actual creators in here um, yeah. because they can hear my bullshit about them. That's, that's yeah. Take this, Eric Canetti. Yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely love to interview you anytime. If you ever feel the, the desire, that'd be, that'd be great. Cause you've got a great yeah. story to tell. Yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, that it's, yeah, I'm, I'm always pleased when people come in here and, and, uh, spend some time chatting with us. I, I mean, as I, I think Jeff summed it up well, I, I know Joe has used, done the same thing. It's, uh, you know, th this would be like late night comic book chat, having a drink and just, that's just what we're trying to do. So yeah, that's, that's right. Cool. It's very good. Uh, I think we're though at the end. Yes, we are. This is a real cover, <laughs> by the way. Um, what was the idea here? Do you think? Well, I mean, the, 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 the fish is just biting her butt. I'll have you know that uh, Stephen Hughes was a wonderful illustrator and a wonderful human being that I got to meet for a few minutes one day. And he would never approve of this. <laughs> 
I have no idea if he really would. I'm just joking. Yes. <laughs> Comic books are are incredible in like the pure insanity of which, you know, you can uh, yeah, you got to be kidding me. You can you can find easily throughout the there's there's just no shortage of crazy letters printed in DC Comics asking for Lois to be spanked more to <laughs> like it's it's all through the years. It's all in there. There's so much crazy crap that uh, that is there. And, and even more so, uh, Kurt Busiek talking about how much he did not like the Dark Phoenix Saga storyline. That's true. That's uh, an incredible Gold. letter to have to read, and I uh, highly recommend it. Yes, I. Anyway, <laughs> we got a lot of good stuff. We got interviews, we got numbers, all all this kind of fun. Um, more interviews, more interviews. I, I see. I was probably drinking when I wrote this. This was last night. I was having tequila. Um, I love, by the way, margaritas with tons of, of jalapenos in them are wonderful. Do you have you ever tried that? <laughs> no, I haven't. I got to admit, I'm pretty white when it comes to uh, spicy things. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, fruity margaritas are more my uh, strawberry is where I'm uh, usually r- rocking. Oh, strawberry. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah, I know. I had a friend. Uh, so uh, the comic store owner of the guy I worked for for a minute was named Tony Love. This was in Southern California. And I ordered a strawberry, strawberry margarita, and he was not impressed. No. <laughs> not, not even a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, jalapenos in your margaritas. They're, they're wonderful. All right. I, I would give that a shot. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to thank you, all, uh, Carter, for coming on uh, the Fantastic Comics channel on YouTube. Please go subscribe. Pass the word around. He needs more subs and because then he can post his community comments. That's right. I'm totally I'm not looking for uh, uh, money from YouTube. I'm kind of like perched in that regard. I don't have care. <laughs> I don't care. All I care about is uh, imparting like a few minutes of wisdom on people out there that might not know about what I'm talking about. And maybe from a comic store owner's point of view. And not only that, I have a theme song and I don't think anybody else does out there when it comes to comic stores out there. So there's another reason to uh, subscribe to Fantastic Comics. But um, I love Perch and if you love Perch, you should subscribe. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, subscribe to Yule. That's That's right. Oh, oh, no, no, not, not Yule. I have no subscribers on my channel right now. Just fantastic comics. Fantastic comics. Yes. <laughs> well, we had a great time. Uh, this was this is fun. There's a spirit of comics and drinks. More drinks and comics, really, tonight. Uh, this was this was this was the kind of crazy shit that Superman would do to Lois back in the day, right here. This is uh, this is a crazy crazy era. So. Anyway, uh, thanks everybody for coming. Had a great time. If you got here late, catch the replay. That way you'll understand why we're talking about spanking so much. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Oh, well, it is. we didn't even get into cherry. That'll have to be another time. That's another time. At which, by the way, he is still pumping out comics. No, he sure out. is. And yeah. um, uh, just to let you know, I'll be carrying them at my store. Um, Good for you. Yeah, yeah, among other things, but that's a, a tale for another time. All right, we will do it. Thanks, everybody, for coming. And uh, if you want to like, go ahead. And if not, I don't know that it matters. It's, it's YouTube. So you can do what you want. Subscribe to Yule. Thanks, everybody.